And that's a Cleveland Moto Podcast. We're running and December 15th, is that what we got going on today? 14th. 14th, 14th December 15th, 15th, a week 16, after Infamy. So, okay, I do have to call attention to my immediate left is... Chris Smith. And to his immediate left is... Nick DeVito. And... Steve Hofford. Sounding much better than last week, Steve. Still looking like a bag of ago. shit. Still looking, yeah. still looking a little under the weather, but sounding better. Were we ill, or was it self-imposed? Uh, were, were you well, ill? Last week, I was yeah. standing outside. Uh, oh, that You guys were in the back, yeah. and I texted him. To get locked out. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get so off the I, couch last so week. So I went home and started drinking and watched some, like, sports ball game. I don't know. I don't even remember what it is. Some <laughs> sports, sports ball. <laughs> Have you been under the weather for the past two weeks? No, it's just okay. my voice is still messed up. It is, yeah, yeah. But but I'm not coughing anymore, so that's yeah. that's a positive. It's just medicine. I, I you know I never take medicine right. ever. Yeah. I do everything like herbs and you know whatever, Rubber and, frog, and medicinal herbs and, and that stuff and alcohol. And alcohol <laughs> that works too. But this time I decided my allergies were so bad this year. I I took Flonase yeah. and it messed me all up. I lost my. I, Lost my voice. Remarkable voice. how powerful that shit is. It is. It worked. I mean, it was great. I could breathe perfectly, but yeah. then every I started bleeding. My nose was bleeding Jesus like crazy, Christ. and 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 I guess they they said that it dried out my vocal cords. Or something. I don't know. I don't even know what they're talking. Did about. not work well with. Well, the I Lebanese didn't have gone to a doctor. Yeah. But I didn't go to a doctor. That's that was my. Uh, That's how they wiped out the Lebanese yeah. Flonase. <laughs> Tainted Flonase. Because I haven't been to the doctor in like. 40 years. Right. So. Thank God for that. My I know. Because, you know, there's like people like that. Who, no, don't go to the hospital. They're full of sick people. Right. Yeah. And to his left is? Tim Hempfling. And? Sleepy Cinch. And? Pete Hempfling. And your humble narrator. Hey, we got a, by the way, we have a YouTube channel in case nobody noticed that we've been putting all kinds of videos on YouTube. Really? Um, they're not podcast related. Fire that up. You have to drink that by January 1st. Yeah. Right? Because it's, uh, how much, what's the ABV on that one? 9.4. 9.4. It's a tiny and little so, can, too. Yeah, well, no, but it, Stone does this twice a year, usually around 4th of July and then around Christmas time. They make a very special brewed IPA. This is is that smaller than the regulation 12 ounces? No, it's 12 ounces. Okay, yeah, all right. it's 12 ounces. And it comes in a six-pack, which most of these don't. No, because at 9 point right. some ABV, right. right? But that's yeah. why I brought two. Mm. That's all I'm having is two. So. <laughs> Good one man. for yourself and one to share with your friends. We have, I, I might be convinced to uh, get a little sip around. We have a Cleveland Moto YouTube channel. Yeah. And our Cleveland Moto YouTube channel this month is featuring um, badass bikes on a budget is our theme. So we got a lot of motorcycles up there that are priced you know, under $3,000 or something. Mm-hmm. So we're doing some different stuff. And it's been really fun. But I wanted to call attention to that only because badass bikes on a budget. Somebody at this table rode here from fucking Akron? Yep. On a Suzuki 400 Bandit. Who is that? It's pretty fucking rad, uh-huh. Nick. That, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty rad. It was like 50 degrees. It was, it was 55 was degrees today. Was nice. yeah. 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 55 degrees today was the highest temperature. Now, last mm-hmm. time you did this, you rode here in a freezing rain. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that couldn't no, have been No, that wasn't fun. Worth. <laughs> yeah. That no. wasn't fun. When you left here, I was like, oh, man. That's just shit. But I didn't die, so... Right, you didn't die. Yeah. And you're young, so you can snap back from stuff like that. Whereas, well, like, you know, we get... We're probably dead. Well, and the last <laughs> time like you left Steve here... Offert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last time you left here, it was like 31.9 degrees when you left. And raining. And raining yeah. hard. 
Yeah, and just a drenching, soaking, shitty yeah. rain. I'm waterproof. <laughs> the bike's waterproof, too. <laughs> yeah, at no point was anything inside my skin wetter than it was supposed to be. I checked the radar for you, though, so you oh, should you be good. I, oh, I, no. think, I think it's going to be good, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a little chillier tomorrow, but today we got a lot of housekeeping done because it was so warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to do a lot of stuff, move a lot of vehicles around and get some shit in the warehouse, so that's good. I, I check the radar to make sure, because if it's going to rain, yeah. I put my cell phone in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And my wallet, because I, mean, I just don't want those. What did you ride out here tonight? My Ruckus. Your Ruckus, yeah. Yeah, same thing. I rode a lot of bikes today. I took that opportunity to go out there and, and fucking stretch the legs on a lot of shit that I didn't. I just don't want it to be sitting for that long. We did finally sell that Bandit 1200S. Hmm. So we got a buyer, but he's in the military. Scam. Got me scanned. <laughs> I'm currently deployed. I'm currently All deployed. Right. And, you know, my, we're going to store two hundred dollars. Yeah, we're going to send. We're going to store it at my mom's house and everything else. And mm-hmm. even though his script was exactly the script of everything you've ever had happen to you on Craigslist, I want to believe this guy. So we we got enough of a deposit that even because he's a tanker. No, he's not a tanker. He's a uh, combat medic. I'm going to need the deposit so. back in. Uh, and he's in the cards, navy, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I need the deposit back. Yeah. Right. But uh, so yeah, oh, I got to stretch legs on a my 870 Express. Yeah. <laughs> my 24V. <laughs> my 39A. And, uh, wow. My 45. So really, so you you were literally pulling triggers, man. Yeah. Wow. Where were you shooting at? I have a range behind my plant. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. So I figured I'd light up a few. So. Good day for it. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Did you ride That's to work, cool. too? I didn't ride to work because... You carried an arsenal with you. Yeah, I didn't. it's kind of hard to carry long guns on a scooter. No, don't like you ever that. play those uh, first-person shooter games. Apparently, a human being can carry, like, 27 <laughs> guns. <laughs> yeah, and, and still jump over shit. Yeah, and corner. Yeah, and corner. Well, it. I was going to ride into work and use my shotgun, but it, doesn't, oh, it wasn't yeah. a lever action, <laughs> so I couldn't spin it around like the Terminator and shoot the lock off the gate. But, you know, <laughs> Have you tried a government? Yet? A government facility has been overthrown yeah. by terrorists. Um, guys, it's the shit plant. <laughs> I think and it's, it's Steve. a supervisor. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Steve. Yeah. And he's on a scooter. Define yeah. government <laughs> facility. Government facility makes it sound a little. Uh, all right. Terminator 2 on a Metropolitan just wouldn't be as effective. It's a totally different kind of Terminator. Yeah, it is a totally different kind of Terminator. There's, uh, we have I just. The amount of energy that we've had here in the shop in the past week to kind of get you guys an idea. We uh, we have a heater. We didn't have one of those before, so that's nice. It's not cold in here. Uh, we have sold the Yamaha R3 that was inside the door for as long as you guys can remember, mm-hmm. the Yamaha R3 sport bike. We, uh, just out of sympathy, we sold the CB300F that was parked next to it. Hmm. Apparently, the R3 got sold. That meant the universe needed to sell the one that was next to it. Mm-hmm. So we sold that one, too. That's not bad for fucking late December, mid-December. Um, somebody co- today called and bought the CB450 Black Bomber. Wow. Wow. I mean, like, we're on fire. And these are all, what do they have in common? They're, like, smaller-sized bikes. Mm-hmm. They're all, like, medium, mm-hmm. you know, smaller-sized bikes. So that's good. And uh, it's the trader online thing. The trader online thing is reaching out to a lot more people. So I talked to uh, Chris about selling his motorcycle because he's got a CB450 that you guys have all seen, the blue bike. That cafe racer he's got, and yeah, I think if you trot that thing out on Trader Online, you'll reach a much larger group of people. You'll get more appreciation for it because 
he's willing to take not enough money for it. So right. that's a that's saying something. And it's a bike you can get on a ride today. So and plus it's got tires, battery, brakes, everything's optimal, you know. So that's a bike that people should be looking into. So keep an eye out on that C B four fifty listing in the Cleveland area. He's gonna put it up on Trader Online. Right. So, so this is becoming like a second tier place to sell bikes. Second tier. I'm saying like third world nations yeah. have a more reputable <laughs> operation going than Craigslist right. does. Yeah. It used to be where I mean it, it everything goes in a circle though. It used to be the what the plane dealer classifieds. Correct. And then it was trade uh, trading times. Trading times. Yeah, trading times. And you wait you'd wait at the store for yeah. that thing to come and get oh, the trading yeah. times. Yeah. And then Craigslist was a good it was place. Solid. Just like eBay was used to right. be a good place. Craigslist and, killed the two aforementioned Venues, right? Mm-hmm. But then the the cesspool of human beings crawled into the Craigslist, and now you don't Bec- know what you're getting. And it's because nobody the- has the patience anymore to wait for an auction to end. eBay, right. mm-hmm. so they don't want to. They won't want to wait right. to see if they're outbid. They, they seven days is too long because now with Amazon, you get the shit you ordered yesterday. So unless it's from China, of course, which they don't tell you it is. Well, then it comes and in then, three days. Yeah. So they're proving that the entire postal system is wrong because I get shit from China comes in faster than I get shit that I order from Kentucky. See, so and, that's and the, weird. And the thing with Craigslist is they could fix it really quickly and with not a lot of software. A little bit of vetting. Well, it, that would be it. Yeah. To have an account, yeah. you have to have an address mm-hmm. and a real name and whatever. So yeah, that way, when you're looking at number? something, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't get charged, but as long as they, but right. I watched a, a small documentary or something about Craigslist and they make no money. Right. They can hardly keep the fucking thing exactly. running. Right. So it's like not in their best interest to do anything. But meanwhile, everybody, like you're saying, all the people have just I would gladly upon pay twenty five dollars a year to be a member of Craigslist Gold. A hundred percent, be cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. I, would, I would gladly pay twenty five bucks a year to yep. be a member. And, of only, and the Gold. only people that can view your stuff are other people that are vetted. Fuck as well. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. So yeah. Craigslist, come on, guys, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Was that was say, free. If you want money, yeah, next one like costs money. money, but that one was free. Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Phil's list, get your taste. Phil's list, yeah. Hey, Phil's list, money. If you like money, just saying. But that's been a very strange thing around here because Facebook Marketplace has now taken over where Craigslist used to be. Mm-hmm. The strangest thing about Facebook Marketplace is they've dumbed it down to the point where it's like, oh, motorcycle. I've accidentally pressed the button that said, I'm interested in this. Yep. Call me with mm-hmm. your measurements and your preferred right. dinner. Also, because <laughs> they have like six different things you can click on that are pre-defaults. Uh, yeah. And uh, when yeah. you have something up there that I have, which is the prancing unicorn of motor vehicles, I have a Nissan Figaro on Mm -hmm. Facebook Marketplace. That is basically kicking the doors open to the asylum. (laughs) I have had 250 responses to my Facebook Marketplace post selling a $6,800 Nissan Figaro. Now, of this fucking litany of people who are trying to reach out to me, I I can assure you that not a single one of them is purchasing the car. Have has anybody asked you what scale it is? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think it's actually probably seven eighths. No, six, <laughs> six yeah. Probably six tenths. Well and the thing the other thing about the Facebook marketplace is it because like they wanted to make it really user friendly and fast to post stuff and everything. Yeah. Apparently you have to take a picture of your item 
with only one third of the item showing, with like a bag of socks and, and some your underwear finger over or and the over the other. Plate. Ha- yeah, <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> unbelievable. Make like, sure you get a picture of your thumb over the license plate right. for for enhanced security measures. So here's the thing. So <laughs> you see all these people on Craigslist, and everybody does that, and they cover their license plate. <laughs> but they, you drive around all day, every day <laughs> with your license with plate, license plate, plate your exposed. Car. Right. Of course you do. So exactly. What do they think is going to happen? I just want to cut out a giant cardboard thumb and put it over my license plate and drive around. <laughs> That's the way cars are supposed to look. Yeah. yeah. But the Facebook marketplace has definitely been the place where it's like, I've learned a technique. If you guys want to sell something on Facebook marketplace, there's a pretty good way to filter out the punters from the real live actual dudes. Put up your Facebook marketplace thing with like six pictures, a respectable number of mm-hmm. pictures of mm-hmm. the bike you're selling, the car you're selling. Give a good description as you would, right? But then on your Google account, because you have Google Images, right? You can place where you can put pictures on Google. On your Google Images account, put like 40 fucking pictures of the bike mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. every possible known angle. You know, Get real artsy with the shit, right? <laughs> Filters and stuff, it's great. So put about 40 pictures up there. And then you can shoot a little YouTube video, mm-hmm. right? So here's what you do. On your Facebook Marketplace listing, you just have the six pictures. So when assholes ask you about your bike or your car right then, you just respond with the link to your Google image cache, mm-hmm. right? So now you've given them, and you just make it all you know, cut and paste real easy. Since you're interested, here are 40 images, high-res images that are available for you, and if you need more, I'll be happy to send them to you. Mm-hmm. So you send that to them. Now the guy that takes the time to look at those and then says, where's the car located, et cetera, et cetera, where's the bike located, whatever. <gasps> Oh, my God, you've advanced to level two. Yeah, you're real. Right, you're real. And so now we take and we shoot you the little link for the video. Mm-hmm. So now they watch the video about the item. Oh, I love the video. That was great. Whatever. Can you tell me more about it? Holy shit. Yeah. Now you've advanced to level three. Right. This guy might have a pulse. Right, <laughs> exactly. We haven't scared this fucker off yet. Right. And he's mm-hmm. not just hoping for a free museum tour, right? Yeah. And that's what I've done. And I've gotten now mm-hmm. to the point where I have four or five customers that have made it to level three. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to get to the they're going to get to go to the warehouse tomorrow and actually see the vehicle. All right. One of them has said, "I refuse to go and see the vehicle with other people present because I don't want this to turn into a bidding war." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, the price is sixty eight fucking hundred dollars. Yeah. This will not turn into a bidding war. I've told you the price." Right. The first person that is at that price or near that price, it's the car. Will get the car. Right. It won't be a bidding war. But he was your, your, he was very yeah. much, he did not want to participate in me opening the door and showing four people the car. And I said, well, I hate to say it, but my life is too busy to give individual showings. Right. You know, Unless so. you'd like to pay 7000 Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if you're in my gold key club, <laughs> yeah, right. then sure. Well, if he doesn't want to do that, then I guess he lost the auction. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to is tomorrow, four people are going to see that car. Yep. I'm going to take them there at noon. We're going to show them the car and we'll answer any questions they have. They can sit in it and you know, operate the wipers and do everything short of a test. And ride. that was the last time we ever saw Phil. Right. <laughs> yeah. he, all we knew was he was heading to a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. But none of us know where this warehouse is. <laughs> I took James there today, and James was like, you know this is like the Indiana Jones vault. Like, nobody's ever been here. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, Renee's been there, yeah. right? Uh, a guy that used to work for us, the kid has been there when he helped us populate it. But really, nobody else has been in the building. So, you know, we... James is like, it's remarkably well you know, organized. You know that that's how these, like, 
ultimate barn finds happen? Because yes. you and your wife I get die in an car. airplane accident. Yeah, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. We don't make it. Right. Right. And then somebody goes, well, you had a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then it and becomes go, this mystery. Does and anybody know where 30 years from now, yep. seven it's inches a, of dust are on all these amazing vehicles. And nobody calls because Renee just keeps paying the bill dutifully. <laughs> so she just keeps paying the rent on the warehouse. Just no, no, right. never. Anybody know where this is? Nope. No well, idea. They said that because since like the 90s or whatever, like automatic payments became something. Yeah. A lot of these things exist just because the people's bank accounts are there. They died. They're gone. Whatever. <laughs> they don't have paid. any kids. The yeah. bank. So it's just dwindling down slowly. But all the shit's getting paid. Right. And those things are sitting there. Yeah. Fucking goddamn it, man. <laughs> and that's why you know things like Nvidia and shit yeah. that have been gone for ten years are still collecting money. Oh yeah. 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 That's weird. Yeah. So uh, did you guys notice the G400C that's been parked in our shop for like less than two weeks? Did I? <laughs> Did I ever? <laughs> no, I'm liking, Tim, I'm, I'm liking that say? bike. I'm liking that bike, and you know I have a uh, a thing for Chinese motorcycles. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. But you, you seem to have given it a haircut. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, nothing can fucking come into my house. I have a true. I have a true fucking fetish. If it's a if it can if it's a self described lightweight motorcycle, I'm going to try to shove knobbies on it. Like I'm gonna be like, it's okay. Look the other way. This is only gonna take a second. Boom! TKC 80s. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how well that bike has fleshed itself out with those tires on it. And shockingly, they fit. Uh, that back tire sh- wouldn't fit on a CB 750. It fits well. Too. It does. I mean, fit well. It looks like it was specked out that way. It does. Really. It has that exactly the right amount of girthiness that it makes you go, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and the front looks good too. I mean, it's like if Fonzie didn't turn into Henry Winkler, Fonzie would ride this bike. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'm very happy with the overall aesthetic of the bike, and it's got some changes that are still going to happen to it. We're not done yet. Um, it's remarkable that in all of you know, in the entire world of the, you know, Guajang province and everything else, that there's never been a scrambler pipe made for that fucking motor. Yeah. Hmm. A scrambler pipe, like I want to call a scrambler pipe, like in the middle of the bike where it should be, not a down low pipe. You've made pipes before. And that's what I'm doing now. So we've already, we've gone to step one, we've fucked with an existing pipe. So we took a pipe that exists in the world called a bomb pipe for uh, XR400. We've cut enough of it off to get the right initial throw because on the XR400, the pipe has to go through the middle of the chassis where this bike carries its airbox and other important items where we can't be snugging an exhaust system into the middle of that bike like they can on the XR400 dirt bike or on some of the quads that run that same uh, 400cc Fuck is that shit. I don't know. That's a so that's a bit of a challenge is getting the exhaust where we want it to be. So, but a little you know a little time with the tubing bender and a little time with the welder, we'll we'll have something that's going. We got the right mm-hmm. silencer. We found a good silencer that looks right on the bike, uh, kind of a period correct reverse megaphone that looks kind of neat on there. So yeah, I think we're going to end up with something for the motorcycle show at the end of January that we're going to be like, this is kind of okay. We can hang our hat on that. It's striking to me that with a lambda sensor, not just you know, it's it's not even just unscrewed. It's unplugged, removed, and hanging from the rear grab rail. <laughs> and the uh, exhaust header was just lightly pushed into place. We started the bike up, and within like a nanosecond, it ejected the header. And it still continued to idle happily. Yeah. Like, 
That is where fuel injection is, in case you're wondering. I couldn't get a fucking 400cc Yamaha that's been sitting out in a crate for the past seven months to idle on a carburetor, first tick, and this bike that has no fucking exhaust on it whatsoever, valves open to the world, is sitting there idling like, okay, what else you got? Yeah, but does it run open loop at the beginning? It does. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll run open so loop they in the beginning. They, they have open loop down real right. well. They do have open loop down real well, and the thing that tells it to go to closed loop has been disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the one thing that tells the bike to start fucking with shit right. has been omitted at this point. So yeah, we're gonna play around with it a little bit. We'll we'll figure out more about it. But the long and short of it is we have a little fun project bike that's gonna be easy on the budget. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. And you know, with the weight we're talking about, it's gonna be a fun bike to ride around on. What is the uh, horse horsepower on it? Twenty eight horsepowers. Okay. Yes, twenty eight horsepowers, twenty two or twenty three foot pounds of torque or pounds feet of torque, I should say, uh, if I want to be correct. The uh, yeah, so that's the thing. It's a, it's a real deal that happened. So we've got mail. Uh, we have letters. We have correspondence. Somebody took the time to sharpen their fucking quill and dip it in the, the blood of one raven and give us a letter. Letters. We get letters. We get letters <laughs> all the time. Um, and done in barely ever seen anymore, light cursive. Or cursive-ish. A blend of cursive and uh, regular. Recently learned about your podcast from a random run-in with a fellow motorcyclist here in Portland, Oregon. Now I'm hooked. Wanted to send you a couple of samples of my gopher-broke patches. I've been selling them, mostly to motorcyclists, but also to mountain bikers, rock climbers, etc. for the last 15 years or so. So you just started. Okay. Keep up the good work and looking forward to your next podcast. This is uh, from who I believe to be. Maybe you can give me a hand on that one. It's Patrick Layshock, maybe. Um, anyway, uh, brokenbonepatch.com, Playshock. It's Playshock, P-L-E-Y-S-H-O-C-K at gmail.com. P.S. I grew up in Pittsburgh. Please don't hold it against me, but still have relatives in Illyria. Oh, don't hold that against Yeah, that'd them. be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make it east that often, but we'll make it a point of stopping by the next time I'm out here. So this is pretty cool. Um, he has made these patches, and the patch is basically a, you know, what anybody would call like, you know, a, a femur bone or a, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, uh, a regular bone. It's broken, and it's got the little, uh, what do they call those, the comic? The action. The action, or, right, or the action, action things. That says, uh, in, uh, instruction, attach patch to your gear at the location of the break. Be sure to have a good story ready for people when they ask you how you earned the patch. He says, in in parenthesis, it doesn't have to be the real story. But uh, brokenbonepatch.com. And this is actually an interesting thing because it's like, you know, we think about that most bikers that I know have broken something. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, Renee has lost fucking digits. Like, Like, you know, Renee, our shop manager, does not have two shoes full of toes. That's a hell of a story. I mean, that's a biker story. Yeah. When you come home with less appendages or less digits you left with, that's a bad day. That's a fucking day right there, man. You know, and you might be able to say, oh, "I'm a biker. Yeah, yeah. I'm a biker." I, I was like, "Yeah, I can get." Jim, show me your collarbone. I can get thirty percent off on a pedicure. I'm a biker. Shit out. See, I'm sick enough that when something like that happens to me, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, new story, new story." <laughs> and that's true too, right? Yeah. My fucking finger. Look at that. For yeah, me. exactly. That's yeah. from your last adventure, that's right? A year, that's over a year ago. That's over a year, and that shit's still not correct. 
Yeah, yeah I won't go all the way. Thing. Right, but you, you, okay, so you blew out your collarbone. Yep. You right. see it. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see it. That's not a human collarbone anymore. No, no. Right, but it's mine, damn it. God damn it, I paid <laughs> for that it. surgery. The, this thumb yeah. went through um, uh, a gear set on a bike. Oh, oh yeah. So I don't have a stop anymore. I oh, so you're on a thumb stop. Okay, for the audience, <laughs> he just bent his thumb backwards till it touched his third knuckle. <laughs> oh. Wow. We could do like show notes on that or something. Oh, my God. Pete, oh, <laughs> do you have any other broken bones as a result of riding? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. I, what comes to mind? I don't know. <laughs> Take it. Most of mine were bicycle injuries. That doesn't count. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, no, this I don't have any. Cleveland so. Pedal Podcast. <laughs> Fuck, man. The uh, Chris, you got any broken bones? I mean, you took a tumble. Yeah, collarbone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brain injuries. That collarbone's a motherfucker, isn't it? Tell you what, but that is the one that doesn't. That's the gift that keeps on giving. I tell you what, Mr. Smith beats me every week. So. <laughs> because of motorcycling. That's it. That's it. Nick, well, you I got don't any? think it's motorcycling. Nick, do you have any broken bones? Hey, hey, hey! Smile I've, there, buddy. I've fallen off of plenty of things, but I've never broken any bones. Uh, oh, wow. yet. oh, you wow. fucked yourself now, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're getting you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you got any? Steve Hoffert? You concussion. Got any? You got a concussion. From the last accident, yeah. I had a concussion, but uh, I, I, I can, can neither confirm or deny a broken bone. I did crush my knee between two car bumpers. And yeah, because when you got hit on your BMW, limits. when you got hit on your old BMW, that was a pretty fucking serious hit. Uh, I had a lot of blood. I mean, my my from my ankles down was all blood. I oh mean, it was like all the blood God. drained into my legs. Yeah, so it, it rattled my insides up pretty good. Pretty and bad. It was leaking somewhere. <laughs> what, year was, what, what year was that? Was that a '59 BMW? Yeah, it was a '59 BMW, and it was gorgeous. That guy, gorgeous bike. I think the guy that hit me also uh, succumbed to the. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Holy he shit. was down there trying to score something. Oh, so he was trying to buy heroin when he ran into you. He was trying to get something, but which then, means you had a massive insurance payout. Yeah. Well, no, right. Exactly. But then down he took the road, everything he had. It totaled his car, though. Well, so, that's you know. You but that uh, he ended up he ended up succumbing to his own to uh, his addiction. Addiction. Wow, which, that's crazy. I, I'm, that's sad, but yeah. I I have not taken no, an inventory. I'm not a young guy. I mean, I hate when young something happens to young people. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like if you're in like 95 and you die of a fentanyl overdose, hey, more power to you, buddy. Uh, but, if anybody hits me on a motorcycle, I'm going to want to know that they died a horrible death at some point. You know, I mean, I just yeah. like that's my feeling is like I'm so me versus the world when I'm riding my motorcycle mm-hmm. that it's like. The whole world, because I look out for motorcyclists. When I see a motorcycle riding, I go into like I'm your blocker, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 helping you here. I'm on your side. I'm keeping my eyes open for you. So as long as we're sharing the roadway, nobody's going to get fucking close to you. Not as on long, my watch. Right. Yeah. Thank you. As long as I'm driving this six thousand pound fucking tank that I'm driving, you know this Toyota Tundra. He's a tanker. I'm good. Yeah. I did but that for I'll, a biker. Okay, so yeah. bicyclists one time. Okay. The, yeah, and, and you know what the guy did for all the whole, like somebody was trying to like run him off the road, right. and I blocked for him. Yeah, and then as soon as I got around the bend and everything, I went past him. And he's he flips he gave the bird the and yeah. starts swearing at me. Oh my god! I'm like, I was helping you out, buddy. I, was I wasn't trying, trying to. Help you I mean, out. I wasn't being a, a jerk to you, but that's why I hate. 
I got. I have I a serious question for everybody here, except for Nick, because you haven't been doing it long enough. So, if you've been riding for like twenty years, whatever, like that, how much has your riding style changed with the not advent, but the, the overuse of cell phones? So back in the day, it, you didn't. Th- I, nobody thought about it. You looked for cars, but you kind of rode. Now. I, I, I ride completely differently than I did 20 years ago. Now it's like so aff- aggressive and so defensive mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. every time, unless you're in a country with not, nothing. I there. just want to get away from people. I want yeah, to get out yeah, to the country. Yeah, yeah. That's what I the want worse yeah. they've gotten, the more stressful, the more energy mm-hmm. I've put into it. Right. So they have, they have been aggressively trying to do more things than driving while they're driving. Right. So they're splitting their attention many other ways. And if you think... My wife taught me this shit. If you use the term multitasking, you're wrong. Right. Because you actually can't. Now, I don't know about her. She's a doctor of psychology. I don't know what she knows, but fuck it. Probably some shit she read on the... She knows more than you do on the subject. Right. Exactly. And I love the fact that when she was like, yes, if you think you're multitasking, she goes, the worst thing is to say you're good at multitasking because now you're fucking wrong twice. And most males can't multitask anyway. Males are linear. Uh oh. And I just no most. I don't think it, I really don't think that you can multitask. You can do two things horribly badly. Right. Right. But you're not even doing one of them right. And exactly. that's the thing is, as more people are sharing their attention with devices in the in the car, because the car seems like it's just driving is so easy, you know. Driving is so easy because they've nerfed it down. They've dumbed driving down to the point where it's like... The cars stop themselves nowadays. Yes. And do you remember when our roads used to have two lanes on them? Because now they don't. They all have one lane. Two lanes was more responsibility than we can handle. Most of the roads that I used to drive on coming to work used to be two lanes in each direction. And now they are one lane and a giant safety zone. Because that one biker, one bicyclist is going to be riding down that whole lane... Like I swear to God, once a day. that's a convenient that's a, excuse. Is blaming it on the bicyclist is a convenient excuse. That, that's you, Pete. That's well, your fucking problem. <laughs> no, I, I swear to God, they did not Pete, make those lanes to make bicyclists safer. They made those lanes to take away your ability to legally pass. Because mm-hmm. I see people running down Lorraine Road here, where just east of here, it becomes one lane. You know, it is a one-lane road, and that whole other area is for bicyclists. And yet, there's a certain percentage of our population that considers that the passing lane. Right. It's the fucking curb lane. It's not yeah. even the lane they you would use. On the inside. That's one of the biggest problems yeah. that we have is that they don't educate anybody about cycling. Like, like they want everybody to be – because I, I raced bikes. I, I used to ride 350 miles a week training. Like, it's all I did. And I yeah. almost died every single day. And usually – these guys would be like screaming stuff at you that was completely wrong because they didn't know the rules. They have no mm-hmm. idea, you know. And it's like nobody nobody makes an effort to even tell people the rules. I don't care if you like the rules, you don't like the rules, whatever. But at least if you know them, you know. You well, I have like, a major problem with the whole three foot rule, yeah. like the whole three foot to pass rule. I think that's bullshit because as a kid, if a car's three feet away from me, I can't grab his mirror <laughs> and then pull myself along with him. Right, right. right. Because it is <laughs> really fucked up my game yeah. being, you know. Now the mirror's just fold in. <laughs> the mirror yeah. folds in. Fuck, yeah. another fucking folding mirror. Yeah, I my, can't reach your car door handle if it's more than three feet away. Right. My beef with the whole bicyclist yeah. thing is that follow the you need to follow the rules just like I follow the right. rules. And I'm not going to pass you yeah. unless it's safe. Yeah. And I'm not going to I'm not going to jam, but I'm also not going to prevent you from passing me if I'm slowing right. down and you go in the metro parks and you got a stack of guys taking up the entire lane or critical mass. 
Yeah, so Critical Mass likes to remind everybody that there's bicycles in the world. It's like pink ribbons. I, fuck me, pal. I know about breast cancer. Right. I do not need any more. I, I, I'm aware of breast cancer. I'm aware them. of bicycles, and I don't need critical mass. I'll roll coal right in front of them. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I get into my diesel, my 7.3, and I'm just... My <laughs> well, the idea of critical mass isn't that we go out and we observe all the laws. The idea of critical mass is we go out and we break all laws, and we congest traffic, and we make things difficult. And I have been trapped behind critical mass rides here in town several times. And it's not to show and remind you that bicyclists are out there. Right. It's to obstruct the ability of car drivers to get where they need to go for a given period of time mm-hmm. while 1,200 bicycles go through. And I'm like, you see, you, you took a good thing and you kind of fucked it up. And you could have said, the bicycles are cool, and you said, now, I'm a t- self-entitled asshole biker who wants to be treated more important than I should be because of spandex. You know, like, I'm here, and, you know, the kid with the, you know, the eight-year-old with the toy is not. So there's that, are you a bicyclist, or are you just a guy who happens to own a bike? To play devil's advocate, what oh, no, do we, we do every time we do a motorcycle ride? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We block traffic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When we do that, I would like to think that in our biggest ride that we have every year, which is our Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. It's probably quicker than the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is we are usually out of there in two cycles of the light. Yeah. I've never seen us stay right, but with yeah. 150 bicycles or but, 150 motorcycles. Yes. But also, the whole critical mass thing, though, yeah. I don't think more than like eight out of the 2,000 people are actually cyclists. These are people that are like, hey, a fun, free thing to do with your kids, and yeah. you can ride around and see the city in a different okay. route. Because I actually endorse that more. Well, that's fine. But <laughs> I like, like that I, idea better. But I, I rode with like you know guys that we train and we yeah. get up at five in the morning and go and do our thing and stuff and and you usually didn't you didn't break laws because you were being reckless. You broke laws to get the fuck out of the way so you didn't cause people to be late. You know what I mean? Like right. like if I come up to a stoplight when we're running four or five deep and you can see that there's cars way down the road right. and if you just go through that thing and get out of there, right. you're not impeding anybody. I agree. Then you blow through whatever you know, yeah. but. but you were also trying to stay alive, so you weren't an idiot. Right. But now you take, you know, cyclists, and you got the guys downtown and whatever, and they're being Mister, um, you know, Silver Spirit or whatever. You know, what, what was that movie? The you know, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, they're trying to be Mister Quicksilver with their fixie, and they're just breaking laws right in front of everybody and fucking everybody over. So it's just like anything. You got assholes and everything. Yeah, basically. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. The problem in Cleveland is not all that crap and all the lanes and everything in Cleveland. Yeah. They just don't want cars in Cleveland anymore because they're uh, <laughs> by 2050. Right, they're uh, they want to have a zero they net energy consumption, have, right, yeah. which is impossible. Right. It's it's totally impossible. I mean, they don't have a set a, a, a goal like say we're going to reduce our power right. by 25 percent, and if we hit 30 percent, hey, we're doing really well. But they're they say we're going to go to zero, and they're going to they're setting themselves up for failure. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's a typical, you know, the it's typical though of of the way it is now. The seventeenth place trophy, right. Steve, the participation right. awards. You know, you set yourself up for failure. Steve, are you still sick? He no. sounds a little yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he's still sick. So we got a package. <laughs> All right, so we got a box. And Jack Ryan. Some boxes are nicer than other boxes. I and like I'm about box, to tell you that's that, a good show. I'm about to tell you that Bex's box is nicer than most. <laughs> uh, Settle down. Hey. Hey. Settle down. All right. Hey. So uh, when we receive a box, I decided to only open the part of the box that was leaking. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it wasn't a dog. <laughs> so we're cool. <laughs> All right, so this is from our friend, Rebecca Pearson. This is Bex. So you guys remember from when we were at Mid-Ohio? Yeah. Uh, Bex and Henry rode, oh, well, all of those misfits, but they rode across America, and they, they came to visit us at Mid-Ohio, and Bex had her triumph, and she spooned a new tire on here before they left on Tuesday, um, and just uh, fucking great. It was so nice meeting those guys, and and to that end, she has sent us, and by the way, this is, it touches my heart, because she, like, not only just sent us a box of stuff, but Christmas she gift-wrapped it. It's a Christmas care package, for fuck's sake. Is it ashes? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but, okay, so we got, uh, so the first one is labeled, For Those Cravings. And honestly, I will admit that I opened this one before you guys got here, because I had to know what the hell it was for those cravings. You had a craving. Well, and it turns out that it's pickles. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Zach from the Misfits historically, when we stop at the grocery store on the way into mid-Ohio, he grabs this giant, like, three-gallon container of pickles. Nice. And so we have Happy Girl Kitchen Company, uh, seasonal production classic dills. So we have those. Um, well, that's looking yeah. pretty fancy. Be careful if you eat those on the podcast. Get away from the microphone. All right, so we got those. By the way. All right, and then the leaking. The leaking was the leaking was the uh, this. We yes. like packages What, what did the, the wrapper say? The wrapper... Pa- the rapper says, "For the merry band of retards." Ah, uh, that's us. Sticking with our politically correct us. theme tonight. Yeah, uh, it says, uh, "Ops are uh, OPS." Okay, uh, it says OPS. Ops for adult root beer. Add bubble H two O, which we have one of those. We have a soda stream thing. Yeah. Uh, so for adult re- root beer, add bubble H two O. Cut with H two O. Drink up and hydrate. Uh, kiss, keep it simple, stupid, add ice only. I, I think that was supposed to go to law-abiding bikers. Law-abiding bikers, yeah. <laughs> so this is Jeremiah Weed's, oh, the curious sarsaparilla whiskey. Huh. Sarsaparilla, it's right in these parts. We need to string a man up for that. I'll work uh, that, you go. You operate that for me, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, know that. Okay, and then we have, uh, for the Merry Band of Retards again, we have the Mark Gardner's Bathroom Book of Motorcycle Trivia. Actually 360 days worth of shit you don't need to know, four days worth of stuff that is somewhat useful, and one entry that's absolutely essential. Hmm. So it's up to you to figure out which entry is absolutely essential. I'll pass that around the room. Excellent. Thank you. Remember you. last year when we were done trivia questions? Yes. That's, that where, been... that's, that's where I got some of my island. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you fucking Look cheater. at you. You All cheating right. bastard. Okay. <laughs> this is a few uh, <laughs> stripes on it, though. Right, exactly. All right. So... Uh, let's see. We have Whoa. a frame. We have oh, Smith okay. hit it. What do you think? Uh, He's already divin. Jeremiah Wheat Good. Good. Tasty. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from this is a framed piece of art. This is an objet d'art, and uh, it says Darling Cleveland Moto. Objet d'art. Yeah. Objet uh, Frenchy you. Uh, to Darling Cleveland Moto and Company, the beer prayer, our lager, which art and barrels, hallowed be thy drink. Thy will be drunk. I will be drunk at home as in the tavern. Give us this day our foamy head. <laughs> And forgive us our spillages, as we forgive those that spill against us. And lead us not into incarceration, but deliver us from hangovers. For thine is the beer, the bitter, and the lager, forever and ever, bar men. Yay! I could actually practice that religion. <laughs> it says, thank you for being awesome. Love you guys. Bex. Wow. And a kissy face, a little kissy on there for us. I wish thank I you, was Bex. Like one-third this considerate. No fucking shit! <laughs> like, apparently, wait, Bex is it. And, and she says, uh, ride fast. 
Take chances. Nice. Don't, don't die. die. Yeah, PS don't nice. die. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the PS don't die. The That's PS pretty good nice, too. Yeah. All right. So then we have one that says, "Put it in your mouth, Phil." Uh-oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. You want to open that in front of us? Yeah. <laughs> it might be something you need to take. You know. Well, it's too small for anything I'd worry about being in my mouth. <laughs> so. Kind of bouquet. We got a bouquet to it. Oh. 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 <laughs> it's a cigar. Oh. Give that man a you cigar. Sure it's not a blunt. It is a it is a Cuban cigar. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it is a spicy Cuban. It is it is suck me sweetly. I'm a hot Cuban. Wow! I did not know of her national origin, but hey, all right. Well, there we go. So, I uh, yeah. There we have a hot Cuban. All right, a hot My Cuban gift cigar. giving skills suck. Fuck yeah! This is like I'm <laughs> not right. learning something. And then uh, let's see, we have one that says Go Chrome. Oh, for JC. And says Beck. So that's for Johnny Chrome. He's taking care of some family issues uh, out of state tonight, so that's cool. And that might uh, cheer him up, too. We have another box yeah. that says Caution. Uh-oh. It just says Caution. <laughs> mm. I like that. That's my favorite. That one to Hoffa. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the longest rope on it. And these are all a plain bound wrapper with string around twine. Caution. All right, Hoffer. Is it ticking? Oh, Perfect. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's perfect for us. I, I honestly do. Um, apparently, this is a box of bullshit. As you're shaking the package, it's I'm shaking the package, yeah. right? Well, because I, I fucking act real gin. I'm gonna wear this on a lanyard on my neck like Flava Flav. <laughs> it's a box. Oh, there we go. All right. So this is the Super Hooligan. Oh, Super Hooligan. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. The brand name. So it's the Super Hooligan brand bullshit. It's, like, it's a bullshit button. It's a bullshit button. Like, it's an easy button, yeah. Renee's going to put that on the desk. I was about to say, you need to use that with customers. And like when they say something that's just ridiculous, like, excuse me one second. The battery will go out in one day. So yeah, man, I used to have a Vespa Rally 250. <laughs> and then this one says for the future Luke Bex so uh, those will go to uh, Johnny Chrome and to his son Luke Yeah. but Bex mm-hmm. thank you so much that was fucking generous yeah you humiliated yeah. all of us for being sucky gift givers she did send me a sticker from the Green Dragon Cannabis Company Oh, yeah. So and that is kind of that's sort of my uh, that's my house brand. Yeah, she I, sent the sticker. That's why the box was open originally. So that's going to go on my tool chest right now. So that's oh. on my tool chest. Put a note on the back of it. There. Oh, is there a note on yeah. there? Yeah. What does it say? She said, mm-hmm. "Look under it the says, box. Don't put this on your tool uh, chest." Oh, SC Green is better. Come visit. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes, it is. So yeah, that's cool. We got a gift. How cool was that? I mean, very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Bex. That was super awesome. And I need to hand some of that whiskey right now. Yeah, Oof. no. Yeah, because I gotta take the edge off of the Nick pipes, Bogart. It's breathing. It is breathing. Right? <laughs> and holy shit, the nose on that is pure fucking danger, man. That is just root beer, man. Yeah. Take a good breathe in when you drink that. Oh, that's not. Yeah. It tastes like those Brock's root beer barrels. It is candies. a root beer barrel. Exactly. It is a root beer barrel, and then it's got a nice adult finish to it. There's no alcohol in there, though. I was, yeah, I don't, I don't no, think there is. No, I don't think there's yeah. any in there. Yeah. What is it? 70? Yeah, 70, 70 proof. proof. Yeah, okay. That's, really? Yeah, wait, it's whoa, only 35%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 70 proof? 70 proof. 35%. Boy, I don't believe that. I don't either. I think that's horseshit. No, I... Wow. I, I hit the button. <laughs> 
That does smell like bullshit nice. to me, baby. My God. It smells fantastic. I would so wear, do you. I would wear that as an aftershave. You know what that kind of tastes like? It. A little bit. It's a little bit better, oh. though. A lot bit better. Yeah, Almost like a DeSerona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that would be those, uh, yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. candy cigarettes. It's not quite as sweet. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's very. It's I mean, that's really tasty. So that's yeah. Jeremiah Weed Sarsaparilla. It's very. I mean, good luck, man. Chris Smith is at home with that. He looks like it's just part of his. No, there's no. I, you know, I like the shit out of that. Stuff. It's, there's yeah. no alcohol in it. All it doesn't right. taste like there's any alcohol in it. <laughs> right. we, we lost Chris. Yeah. 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 Four more minutes. I'll be how many <laughs> how many law enforcement agencies between your house and here? Too Zero. many. Zero. Oh, see. What, Mrs. Smith driving? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, oh. Hey, give him the bottle you. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let him go. Let the shit show commence. God, that's delicious. Bex, wow. Yeah. That's it. That's booze and diabetes all in one bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is perfect. Uh, really fucking cool. So did anybody think about what their Christmas pre- presents were like? Because I gave you guys like a yeah. budget, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right? Oh. oh Chris wrote it down. Somebody better read that list. Quick. I gotta mind write it down. Now, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you must live for this because your fucking name is Chris Smith. I mean, this has got to be mean your what? season. I mean what? This don't is your <laughs> season, isn't it? Like, well, you know, don't smile you live, when you say yeah, that. Yeah, because don't you live for this shit all year round? Motherfuckers be making Christmas jokes. I like, know, but oh, it should Merry be Christmas. Krampus. What? Yeah, he's so pissed the name of Krampus. Krampus is like a superhero in Cleveland now. Everybody's got a Krampus. Pro- <laughs> literally, are you trying to give away a cold are those pop tarts? That's how I like them. Is it cold? It's raw, yeah. It's a raw pop tart. You better not eat a raw pop tart. You can get like some kind of bad. You get low self esteem. Eat a raw pop tart. Oh my! I will eat it, but I'll toast it like a fucking human first. Jesus Christ! What kind of start up a bite? Do you want some of that? Just a little snap. Do you want a little, go ahead. Just, just, just snap a little. Bit you know what washes that down oh real good? Is it? You know, yeah. You know what goes good with raw pop tart? Jesus, a little <laughs> Give the man another Sarsaparilla there, Barkeep. <laughs> barkeep. Does it say on the bottle, pairs well with Pop-Tart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Show notes. Oh, my God. And meanwhile, I'm getting a text from James Robertson, our shop manager, that says, what's that whiskey you brought back from Colorado? That's Stranahan's, motherfucker. Yeah, Stranahan's. Hey, do, not, do not step up to the Stranahan's bottle unless you seriously came to play. We, we joke at work, this guy is uh, from Grafton. Yeah. And we joke that a Grafton pizza is a Pop-Tart smeared in paste. Because that's what they ate in elementary school. In elementary school? Yeah, they love to eat oh. paste and Was it one of those dry Pop-Tarts with no, like, yeah, like no, no, no candy coating on it? A Pop-Tart and paste is a no icing, pizza. Just plain cinnamon. <laughs> plain nothing. I was, a. Uh, we were financially challenged. So the only toaster pastries that we had in our household were the ones in the white box with the blueprint that were just toaster pastries. Mm-hmm. And they did not have the icing on them. They didn't have this plastic, like, <laughs> corn syrup-based coating on them. They were just the Pop-Tart naked. Mm-hmm. And then the fruit flavor was whatever fruit flavor was inside. So we never had name-brand iced Pop-Tarts with sprinkles on them as a kid. That just wasn't a thing. So the idea of smearing paste on them... I'm not thinking that's too far off. I mean, uh, it is kind of white colored and yeah. it is the same texture. You just want to pin it with the other kids, right? Right, exactly. Look at me. I have my Pop Tarts got icing on it too, motherfucker. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's some sprinkles on there with right. a sharpie. Right. Now, <laughs> now get out of the way. <laughs> it also sticks to the wall. <laughs> now get out of the way. I got to get my free fucking lunch card, and so you can make fun of me for not having any money again. The, uh, <laughs> let me have the shitty lunch, because the free lunch card doesn't get anything delicious like pizza. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who's laughing now, though? Mr. Big Business Owner. (laughs) (laughs) I did have the value meal today at Wendy's. Yeah, I did. I splurged and went medium on that shit. Spendy. Spendy fucker I am. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to wash that back with somebody else's beer that somebody else paid for. The... uh, So, okay, Christmas list. Christmas. 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 With Chris Smith. Mm -hmm. All right, so what were the budgets that I gave people? Under $50. Under 50 bucks was the first category. 500. And then was... 500? Under 500. And then under 500. And then? Under 70,000. <laughs> no, 10,000. 10,000. 10, right? Yeah, 10,000. I figured yep. 10,000. I don't want you to have a $25,000 budget. You've got to buy some new thing, right? All right, what you got, Chris? Under 50 bucks. I need some new summer riding gloves. Have the ventilation and go through them. Summertime. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's yeah, a very yep, good yep, gift yep, for the good. motorcycle mm-hmm. owner on your list. Well, I already stole a pair from the front of your store, so <laughs> I've I've already crossed it off the list. While I was while I was wandering through the store, I happened to notice. Well, it's Renee's other... fault because she wasn't watching me close enough. <laughs> your customer control. You are a sneaky good. bastard too. That's the problem with this. Smile one. when you say that, Derek. <laughs> ah, that's right, that's right. A sneaky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> under five hundred. Yeah, under five hundred. I need a new high vis. Helmet? Hold on. Anything oh, you say shit. after the word high vis is bullshit because <laughs> you own all the high vis shit. No, I don't. No, fuck you. I don't own it all. What item of high vis don't you own? I was about to tell you before you interrupted me, you piece of dog shit. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, you need a new high vis, something you already own because you have all the high vis. High vis store called Helmet. Chris. You got a high vis helmet. I need a quiet helmet because. Steve Hoffert, the piece of dog shit, I need a tells me helmet. how miserable he is with what? road noise. Yeah. yeah. Well, why does your helmet have well, any well, bearing well, on his road noise? Well, because <laughs> I follow Steve Hoffert where he goes. Oh, so okay. you need a Schuberth quiet helmet. You need a Schuberth C4, whatever it is, but that's like 650 bucks, so it's right. over your budget. I, I inherited a, is that a C3 or something, and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But is that a modular? Uh, yeah, the, the front opens up. Yep. <laughs> That's a modular. That is what that yeah, means, yeah. yeah. Waiting for the one where the back opens up. <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. I got that. I know, you don't yeah, need a yeah, strap yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. That means yeah. you're joining the club with the rest of us. You're going to start wearing slacks and just, yeah, modular slacks? helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Sure what the hell is slacks? <laughs> it's what people with modular helmets slacks. wear. <laughs> slacks and a blouse? Or like yeah. Slacks a and shirt. Slacks and a what, do you, what do you call shirt. those shoes that look like boats or boat shoes? or Slacks and boat oh, shoes. Oh, I'll never wear those. No. Oh, now you have a modular I've, helmet. I've got so friends like, who wear boat that's what, shoes. That's what happens. <laughs> I also have a modular helmet, so I'm not going to say much. But so shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I have a high vis helmet. I don't have your problem. First of all, Chris, I have a three quarter helmet. So, but you're, but you are indefinitely loving of quiet. Yeah, but it's the quietest three quarter helmet you could buy. Yeah, no such thing. Okay, all right. Of three quarter helmets, it is the quietest. Five thousand five hundred. What's the five thousand? Or it's ten thousand. Ten thousand. A date with Renee. Wow, he wow. knows. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, that's what was that about? Poor, nah, oh, yeah. your gift? 
Yeah. yeah. Be- because if Chris Smith took you out, it would be the $50 guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you brought a coupon. Yeah. 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 30% you have off. to go Dutch, too. All right. So buy one, get one. Also... What's on the wall right there? There's like two. He's asking. Yeah, but those aren't. Games. Those aren't. Those are what he has. Yeah. Like oh, he has a bell. Right. Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, you don't. LS two. Oh, you have an LS two. Okay, so maybe you should try a bell because the bell. Um, if you like a modular, the bell revolver for its price point gets remarkably good reviews. James was saying something over on that side. Was it? That's the bell revolver. Yeah, the solar one up here. All right. Uh, no, that's a Fulmer. That's no, honestly, it's a little bit of an outdated technology, but the, I will say the Bell Revolver. I've ridden them, and we've sold them to a lot of people, and people are very happy with uh, the the noise, the sound of them. And Schubert's are big money. They're uh, I think Schubert you've got the C three, right? I'm I think worth so. it. You got the C three, yeah, the C three, and uh, yep. And I've got a. Is it quiet? Know. It is quiet. Yeah, yeah. And I it's have. It's not modular. It's just it is modular. Yeah, it's yeah, it's modular. If anything, it's too <laughs> quiet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's too Sorry. quiet. Well, yeah, I can't hear the bike. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I love right. that shit. Yeah, like even that. even with the new exhaust, it's like yeah, it's on the highway. Quiet. It's 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 not loud. Yeah, enough. yeah. And that's been a thing for me as I I swore off of modulars for a while. And then one of our customers had the decency to crash his motorcycle and hit his head in the process. That was also you. Yeah. And uh, in the process, that motor, the insurance company basically bought him new everything. So when the insurance company bought him new everything, I was able to acquire his lightly scratched Schubert. Mm-hmm. And it's a brand new, like two years old. Uh, and unfortunately, though, I have a, you know... Depending on what's, you know, I have a certain size head, and apparently he has a it's certain a shape, right? I mean, they, his head size is very different. Head shape? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wasn't. No, Your no. head size is pretty different yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no, it they is. say that well, like a uh, shoey yeah. fits a certain like a round yeah. head. So yeah. before you just Schubert go jumping on the internet, yeah. 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 heads. And yeah, before you go to ordering a Schubert helmet, make sure you try one on first because right. I uh, I usually wear a large and a racer fit. So if you're going to get like a racer fit, like a pro helmet, I will usually wear a large, and in some helmets even an extra large. Whereas in a traditional fit, um, I'm usually a, usually a larger, a medium. And this Schubert medium was fucking terrible. I mean, it, it did not feel awesome. It felt bad in every possible way. So the uh, so that's something to just be aware of mm-hmm. that the shoe the Schubert definitely does fit in, weird. In, in that helmet, my chin is very close to the. You're touching, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much touching. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. In the Schubert, I wore it for a few days. Tried to basically. I'm cheap enough that I'll wear the wrong size helmet for four or five days mm-hmm. to see if there's Breaking any chance of it breaking. to fit my head. Also, and Nick, you have that whole like chin from like the guy that looks like a moon. What is that? The, <laughs> the moon guy. He yeah, has yeah. a chin. I mean, he's got a chin. He's got a very nice chin. You got a manly. Of us you got grow, a manly chin over there. So. The rest of us grow beards <laughs> yeah. to pretend we had that chin. No, yeah, that's exactly. Or to hide other chins. That's why this thing's so long. Seven of those fuckers to carry around. (laughs) You got more chins than the Chinese phone book. That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) I can tell this is going to be a very popular gift. Thank you, Bex. And she's like, why did I buy them? It's the worst idea ever. The quality of this podcast has dropped dramatically. Uh, Last week, John McElfresh was eating popcorn. And I made the mistake of listening to our podcast through headphones while I was editing. (laughs) Yes. For the record, 
I just finished off the bag. Oh, good, ago. good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> because had that not on the camera, not on this, we didn't. But John was sitting where you are, Tim, mm-hmm. and he was just, just, just consistently eating po- popcorn for the entire podcast. <laughs> and so I'm listening to the fucking thing with headphones on, and I was like, oh shit, it all comes around now. I understand. Sounds like what- when Dad took you on vacation with the styrofoam cooler in the back. Oh, oh, wait, oh, no. wait, you know what you got to do though is you got to upload that to one of the MSR. Like, oh, YouTube yeah. things. What's an MSR? So, they have, like, girls that have, like, stereo headphones, and they go, I'm tickling your left ear. Oh, my God. And I have no idea what that is. And then they'll be like, I'm crinkling paper. God damn, he's so crinkling yeah, paper. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what it is. That's the MSR. <laughs> so, people pay for that shit. They get into it. People, like, yeah. that's, like, a big old, like... MSR. AMSR. AMSR. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Pete knows. Yeah. Pete, what's that stand for? I was going to say. It's audio, like audio. Mental something, stimulation, something or other. Yeah. sensory or something. But, like, they'll take crinkly paper, and it's like, so they have, like, the, the they'll actually have, like, a head in front of them with stereo speakers on each ear. Okay. And they'll, be like, take the stuff, and they'll be like, I'm crinkling by your right ear. That's totally annoying. Or they'll just be, like, tearing paper. Or yeah. sometimes it's, like, they'll take, like, a, a bristly brush, brush or comb, yeah. and they'll just, like, rake the, the thing. But there are, there are chicks on YouTube that have, like... 14 million subscribers that make like 10 grand a month just doing these weird videos. I think there's other. I think there's like Since a whole. What are they wearing? Shit, fuck. How you know? Oh, okay. Shit. No, I'm not. Okay, one. Like Chris Sleepy is, is bringing it up. Yeah. Sleepy's bringing it up. But Pete is elaborating. Yeah, he is. Like, he's used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole different level. I watched. I watched the Vice. The Vice four minute documentary on it. That's why okay. I know about it. Okay. And okay. so I've Chris heard. Smith just put his headphones on. <laughs> I can put it. I can put four minutes towards anything. You know. Yeah, After yeah, that, yeah. if you continue, yeah. Pete. I can't even listen to a Target commercial because it annoys me so badly. Yeah. The Target commercial. Although, back in the day when they did the ship your pants thing, or that, whoever, that was, a good one. That was, a good that was one. the that wasn't funniest that shit I've ever heard <laughs> in my whole life. I just shipped my pants. Yeah, oh, they were oh, like, oh. I just shipped my pants. And they're like, what? And he was like, yeah, I just bought these pants and I shipped them. So did you have a 10,000 item? You got 10,000 item? What's your number? Chris isn't drunk yet. He's speaking loosely already. Go ahead. What's your 10,000 item? I Cafe racer. <laughs> <laughs> because he's selling it on Trader. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So, okay. So, what is Santa going to bring you? I mean, you got $10,000 to play shit. with. Shit. That's a lot of money. Shit in a sack, man. Shit in a sack. All right, Nick. 10 grand is a lot to play with. For the $50 item, mm-hmm. I think like a. Just like a generic action camera. Yeah. Those are those are pretty cool. A to Focro. Mess around. Yeah. And if they decide that that it's something that they really like, then they can spend more money on a. On a better camera or something like that but that's just good enough to you know decide if you like it or not for the five hundred dollar i i picked just any old random motorcycle oh shit literally a grab bag of that'd be cool five hundred dollars worth of motorcycle if someone gave me a motorcycle just at five hundred dollars like it doesn't run run, sort of yeah sure whatever it doesn't matter i don't care how many cylinders it has i don't care what it is you have set the bar low enough yeah, and you've been such not a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Like you've completely had no qualifications. You just said an old, a motorcycle. A it doesn't motorcycle. even have to be that old. Just a, a motorcycle. A motorcycle. A motorcycle. Yeah. Found well, when you're in the five hundred dollar range, it's probably going to be older, Nick. I don't want you to set yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> well, no, it could be. It could be Chinese, and it could be five hundred bucks and new from one of the fine vendors that oh, sure. exists yeah. for a week or yeah. two at a time. That's exactly. <laughs> That's true. Still smells of container. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but for five hundred dollars, you can yeah. get 
any CB350 or yes. something like yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which would be cool. Yeah. And for the $10,000 mark, I picked... $2,500. Oh! <laughs> um, I, I have a present waiting for you at my warehouse. Because I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. Times 20. That's it. I've got 20 bikes that I'm terrified of selling. Because it will cost me more in... in Lawsuits. No, blood from my ears of listening to people say, I used to have a CB550. Uh, and uh, would you like to buy this one for $350? Well, no, no, don't get ahead of me. I don't necessarily want to buy this one. I just want to tell you about the 14 I But that's why this exists. I think that's great. (laughs) Yes, we'll have to carry that around with you in your pocket. We will have that pumped through the shop. (laughs) (laughs) Highly amplified. Highly amplified. 20 and plus 20. Yeah, I mean, really, I can't think of anything motorcycle related that I would want that's $10,000. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, because I'm not really too terribly interested in modern things. Well, and, oh, yeah. honestly, says the guy who's riding yeah. a perfectly adequate fucking Bandit 400. That's the also, newest bike I've ever owned. Wait, wait, it's yeah. a '91. The, the guy who like what you're like a programming engineer type dude that like r- like works on like very current technology, but you're like yeah. I don't want that in my other part of my life. Didn't you used to have a CB750 or something? Yes. You did. I right? had a 74. Yep. So you had a 74 CB750. Mm-hmm. So you have walked on the ground that a lot of people have never trod on. I mean, that's like owning a 74 CB750 is the quintessential fucking goddamn UJB. I mean, it's, that's why I bought it. Exactly. It is the definition mm-hmm. of Japanese motorcycles. It's yep. the Japanese, it, it is the bike that everyone should experience at least once in their life just to see what the fuck they're all about. Yeah. And you're saying that... And, and they're plentiful enough that anybody yeah. can, you can yeah. experience it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the Bandit 400 is making you totally happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally do. I, I completely cool. get it. I like There's two things I would change about the Bandit. One, foot pegs that are an inch lower. <laughs> and two, if the fuel economy was about 30 miles per gallon better. That bike <laughs> is strange and it gets really shitty fuel economy. Yeah. And it's not just because you've changed the pipe or done anything to it. Those bikes got shitty fuel economy when they were new. What are you getting? About forty, around there. Around yeah. forty. Yeah. And the pegs, you can you can fix. Yeah, that. I can. Yeah. I mean, a Kawasaki yeah. Versus gets like fifty six miles yep. per gallon out of a six fifty, and you know goes one hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. See, I missed my NC seven hundred that I had. NC seven hundred X got like seventy. Oh yeah, it was so. Aw- right. that, I missed that thing yeah. in some ways, man. Didn't the sound of it turn you on? No. No, well, I had, <laughs> I had a pipe on it. It sounded actually oh, really? pretty, it was pretty nice. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I had no complaints yeah. with it except for that I found a deal on the S10 and right. they were no, the you, got there. Yeah. you can't take, yeah. you can't pass up. All right, Hoffer, did you bring any sort of a Christmas list? No, I usually don't get anything for Christmas. <laughs> Good. Last year, that was the gift I got was the, that pair of pants. That oh yeah, that's the only thing I got for Christmas. Seriously, okay. really? Wow. Because you know, I like to. I have to give out money. I don't yes, you do. Anything you are very much on the distribution side of Christmas. <laughs> so, for under fifty bucks, I'd like to get a new set of points and a condenser for my eighty-one passport. I probably have them in the drawer anyway. Soup. <laughs> dare, to, dare to dream, Steve. Dare to dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like points and condensers for my 81 passport. <laughs> oh. be, that would actually be nice. My heart and bleeds. Like Renee, are you making, making a note of that? <laughs> <laughs> Steven I needs, might have some in the drawer, though. Steve I mean, needs might, solid gold points and condensers for his 81 passport. Or I could just file down the old ones. I don't need any. <laughs> 
We're not filing. We're not <laughs> touch with the file. So. Five hundred bucks. Let's see. Uh, okay, see, uh, we had a podcast listener uh, wrote us a uh, email that said, "I have a question for the group. He's got points on his bike, and he wants to know which is more important: the gap or the timing." Gap determines the timing. The gap so. determines the timing. It's exactly right. Well, if you work yeah. the gap properly, your timing can be. Oh, sorry. The, the whole idea is, <laughs> yep. When you're setting when you're setting the points See up, the and that is the absolute most important thing, is people will focus on the the timing position is far more important than what the mechanical distance of gap is, mm-hmm. and. Anytime you're setting up any points, do not focus. That's why many old owner's manuals used to say that you could use cigarette paper or a business card Mm -hmm. as the way of determining the gap. That's the nicest way of saying the number we took the time to measure and give you is not as important. Business cards work Business cards work perfectly. Back in the day, they used to have the cigarette matches or... uh yeah. yeah, mattress, mattress yeah. pack. Yeah. And that's, that's what my dad taught me. Yep. You can just use the matches. Use the match. Yeah. Use the pack, the cardboard from yeah. a pack of matches. is totally fine. Business card works great. And to give you an idea, like, that's how unimportant the gap is. But the timing is critical. And if you're going to spend any amount of time on it, do spend the time on the timing. Well, the also, time. there's there's the order to it, too, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you do the points gap first just to yep. get it in the ballpark, and then you yep. time it afterwards. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. And so when that customer asked that question in an email today for the podcast, I was like, that is a fantastic question. I wonder how we can totally segue that in. Steve, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We All got right. that in there. 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Gift certificate. 50 sets of points. I'd like to get a really, like for under 500 bucks, a nice set of gloves. Yeah. I mean, a nice set of like winter gloves. Winter gloves mm-hmm. to wear, yeah. like yeah. helds with like the electrics in them and stuff. I don't know about the electric. Cause my, I mean, my hands would be warm enough, but I mean, just something, just a nice, like so, because like a nice leather is still I flexible spent, when it's really cold. Mm-hmm. And I have like I have a, I bought a nice pair here like years and years ago. Yeah, you got those scorpions, right? And they're broken in, yeah, and they're nice, but I mean, yeah. they're wearing out too, and I mean, the lining wears out, and I'm but. I got but a pair I, of $125 Tourmaster Winter Extremes maybe seven years ago. I bought those things, and I have never regretted that. It was the, I spent more money than I've ever spent in my life on gloves. And I, granted, their retail is $125. As a dealer, I was able to get them for like $75. And I was like, God damn it, I'm sick of having cold hands. I'm going to buy good gloves. With the flexibilities. Because yeah. I used to buy um, like a... Like like uh, hiking gloves, gloves or yeah. like those mountaineer with because I, mm-hmm. I like gauntlets. Gauntlets are fun, yeah. And uh, but they get stiff, mm-hmm. and plus the insulation is too thick. Too thick. And so when you're holding on to them, it, it actually fatigues your fingers. Mm-hmm. And when you get a nice set of gloves, they're already pre-curved, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're subtle, subtle enough or subtle pre-curved. And look for the stitching on the outside enough to, to and that's a really, and really cold wet and like down to because I'll ride down to you know like ten degrees or whatever. Yeah. But at twenty, like in the twenties, oh yeah, your hands actually hurt from like trying to hold the things into place when you're. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried putting the muffs over the handlebars that you slide your hands into? Those are nice. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tusk, Tusk makes them for fifteen fucking bucks, dude. What? What? Tusk, really? I so Hippo hands are like no disrespect to Hippo hands. No, they're I've probably had, a great product. Yeah. but they're like two hundred and some fucking right. dollars, right? Yeah. 
so I had these. Last year I wrote all the way through December. This year they dropped the salt early, so I didn't. But last year I bought a tusk for fifteen dollars. That's cheap. With metal opening, so you could open them and really? do their thing. Yeah, and they they're big enough that they fit around my hand guards and everything, and nice. they were awesome. Wow. And like you cannot believe how that little piece of canvas going around Makes there all the different stories. Keeps Change the wind off, it's man. fucking it keeps crazy. It up your man. sleeves too. Yeah, but you made a good point with the hand guards. If you don't have hand guards, then the wind will collapse those yeah, baggies yeah, yeah, against yeah. your brake against your controls. Right. So yeah, so if you, you have will, the hand guards, you have to have some sort of a hand guard out there, whether it's a plastic or just an aluminum backbone or something. Mm, yeah. But something to support but, the. And even more so than that, my friend Michael, who I ride quite a bit, and he's he's kind of like a um, if he can't if he can't afford it, he'll just make it out of stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. And so he went. And he, he went to Target, and he bought two trash cans for $3 each. Yeah. And they were like this the kind of flexible plastic. Mm-hmm. He took the, the – the, like, so if you have a trash can, it's square. Right. It's whatever. He took the side of it, yeah. and he cut yeah. two, like, flared-out uh, handguards. Yeah. And they're on there, and they're great. And he I'll rides. give you a pro tip for free. Yeah. A one-half-gallon plastic milk jug yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. might be the world's greatest left handguard. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. they sell them in pairs, right? Yeah, right, right? So you can literally buy a half gallon or whatever in plastic you want at a time. Get your Gerber, get your knife out mm-hmm. and cut it. And one zip tie later, that's on your handlebars. Yeah, and you're. Uh, I was shocked when we did our Alaska trip how important it was having fucking handguards. It's on crazy. The bike. Mm-hmm. It made it's, a big difference. That's and a hell of a lot of milk to have to drink, though. I don't know. No, but um, actually, we bought the uh, we bought the iced tea. We bought okay. half gallon jugs of iced tea, and we uh, hand yeah. guard. Oh, fuck, hand guard. <laughs> Wish we got the onset story. of diabetes as we've already <laughs> spoken about. <laughs> hand guards and heated grips are the difference from being like steerage yeah. on the Titanic right. and being first class. Yes. Like, I mean, it you see what's going on there. There's yeah. there's been more time and engineering put into the hand guards and the grips on that KLR six fifty that's right. next to us because I took a barbuster system and added the original OEM plastic hand guards to it. Cut them all apart and then bolted them to each other. Right. So there's two different things had to die to make those things. <laughs> you know. So no, but, use the whole buffalo. People. But it's amazing. It's ama- Like it's 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 almost baffling how much the rest of your body can take wet and cold. Right. Hands yeah, and the feet. only thing that ever gets cold is my hands, right? right. Extremities. But I mean, seriously, like, but like, you could be mm-hmm. like, you could be sopping wet and actually cold in other places. Mm-hmm. But if your hands are warm yeah. on the grip, because they hurt so much, when yeah, cold. you can like mm-hmm. literally go yeah. another hundred and fifty. Those miles. little charcoal chemical heat packs, don't do for it. as cheap as they are. Don't buy them. No, buy them and put them in the, your pockets of your jackets and shit, because you will come upon a time when they work. And we have learned here at the shop their shelf life is about five years. Yeah, because we have had the same pack that we've been trotting out for years for our customers and eventually they'll go hard so when they yeah. go hard they're useless and even the ones that are still malleable they work so that's the that's the technique is like you know you want to pick a good melon at the store right. you thump on it well if you're buying hot charcoal like the the hand warmers make sure they're malleable if they're not if you they don't feel like powder chuck it don't but, buy it. but here's the thing for the people that have only done that for the yeah. people that have only done the, the the hand warmers and squish them and put them in your gloves and stuff yeah. like, hey, this is great whatever that's the difference of getting like uh, a mall massage yes and then getting like a full yeah. release happy ending massage yeah. like i mean seriously like that's the like when you, you have heated grips right. it's right. it's unbelievable no, heated grips are genius yeah yeah, yeah they are genius ridiculous. that's the coolest thing so did you have a ten thousand dollar item come on ten grand I can't even imagine spending. <laughs> Daddy wants like a new pair of shoes. A couple thousand bucks, yeah. but but I guess I would buy two red monkeys so 
Pete couldn't get two red monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep it. <laughs> no. I'd, buy, I'd buy two red monkeys. Two red monkeys. So give one to Pete. Give one. Oh, thanks, Steve. Because Pete's the only one that remembered me. Right. Hey, that was my $10,000 list of gifts, too. I wanted to buy two monkeys. But two you, monkeys. you stole my thunder, buddy. And just in case there's back. somebody out there that doesn't understand, these cordial. are Honda, the new Honda They know what monkeys are. They listen there to this might fucking be, There podcast. might be a new rider that doesn't know, and they're thinking that we're trying to buy some monkeys to hand each other. I didn't say red pandas. That's true. I'd order two red pandas in a hot minute. <laughs> Tim, you're up. adorable. Uh, 50 bucks. $50. Uh, cheap uh, Garmin. Oh, because we're gonna need Garmin on our trip. Yeah, Mexico maybe. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a I'm, I've I've always been a Tom Tom guy. Yeah. Um, was Tom Tom out of business? No, um, no. GPS Kevin down there does not do anything other than Garmin. Yeah, he's a Garmin uh, guy, and he's gonna hand me a chip to put in my Garmin. to put in your Garmin. But, oh, but okay. I don't think you can Garmin, get a Garmin for fifty bucks. Garmin, you have to have. Oh, really? The cheap Garmin's though will yeah. not do the off road parts. You have to get like if you really if you want to borrow one or whatever I have one you can use it's it's whatever but you have to be able especially for there the cheap garments only have roads and they won't do the off road oh I didn't us, know that so he's the, keeping us on road we're not getting off like you know roads that are going to be on a GPS mm. okay. okay all right because like okay. like a lot of times like if you're doing like the the MADBR or the BDRs or something <laughs> yeah the a lot of that's off road or whatever if your Garmin is not like a, an official like. A hiking garment, an off-road garment, a motorcycle yeah, garment. Yeah, he's, he's not going that far with us. Okay, you know we're not enduroing. Right, because we're like it, it, you do that, you'll put it in there and it just disappears yeah. and you're fucked. So, yeah, you're not closing your quotes. You're using one quote and one uh, apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> because he's got a fucked up finger. He's got yeah. an air quote and no, an air apostrophe. He's got an air quote and <laughs> air apostrophe. <laughs> Sorry, it's so he ends the sentences on a conjunction. I want it to be air grammatically correct. <laughs> conjunction, junction. What's your function? <laughs> Look at you. I still remember that shit. I'm sharp, man. Make no mistake. I'm on it. So that's cool. So yeah, that's right. 50 bucks. Yeah. 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Um, I'd like to get a new jacket. I've got uh, two riding jackets already, and I've never spent more than 300 bucks on a jacket. Yeah. And the last. Three hundred dollar jacket I got. Mm-hmm. It's you know from Cycle Gear or whatever. It's it's it doesn't have all the features. It turns out it not, might not have been a three hundred dollar jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so continue. Yeah, I, I wish I had spent. More I know that money feeling. On, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't perform as well as the even two hundred dollar jacket I bought at uh, IX Center yeah. when I didn't know a thing about jackets. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Less than ten, I already got it because I'm going to Baja. You go to Baja? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, that's yeah. a fucking. I mean, that's a. Yeah. That is a bucket list trip, man. Um, Good for you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's fucking. I mean, Baja's so bad. You got a great yeah. brother, man. He's well. all right, you know. <laughs> so how, how would you rate him on a scale of one to two? <laughs> On a scale of one to Baja. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a pretty solid. No, he's, a, he's a definitely a number one. Yeah. So, Steve, what do you got for Christmas for fifty bucks? You're number two in my book, Tim. <laughs> 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 All right. So, for fifty bucks, I would buy uh, fifty to ten four. So, carry the one. Uh, at least eight of those no fog things that you carry yes those little things the little orange pouches yeah Yeah. it's like the little orange I never think of that so I have all the pin lock shit and all this other stuff but I always forget Mm -hmm. to unfog my glasses so I get out there and I'm like (laughs) I'm like fuck 
And then I have to take my glasses off, and then I'm like, dry, I'm riding with like you know blurry vision. And we're talking about these very simple no fog wipes. Mm-hmm. Um, they come from a company here in Cleveland, and they work so fucking good. I, I've con- I'm convinced now. I'm going on like nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. I've had the same one in my Tourmaster jacket. So I know that I go to my chest pocket. There's this wadded up piece of fucking tin foil little Ziploc baggie in yep. there, and inside is one lonely baby wipe. But if I breathe on whatever I have that gets foggy, and then I wipe it off with that thing, it doesn't get foggy anymore. Well, that's that's why I want more is because I have $6. a couple different I have a couple different jackets. Right. But I only keep it in one fucking jacket. So yeah. I'm wearing the wrong jacket. I'm fucked. Right. So I mean, my insurance deductible yeah. is like five hundred bucks. Right. Being able to see yeah. for six dollars, yeah. I spent ten years ago. Yeah. Kind of okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's that. Yeah. Uh, five hundred bucks. <sighs> I. Probably just want parts to finish my husky and make it suck less right now because I have it kind of torn apart. So just what's like, the matter with your husky? I'm I'm going back from a recluse clutch to a normal clutch. Really, I'm replacing all the wheel bearings. I'm like doing kind of just a, a big old maintenance pull on the okay. whole thing. All right. So I'm kind did of, you have a problem with the recluse? I hate it. Oh, you don't like it. I mean, here's the thing: the recluse yeah. clutch is great if you're like in the mid or not that If you're out west coast and you're in yeah. sand, if you're crawling and in you're sand. in all this shit yeah. and stuff, it'll save your clutch and it'll keep right. you from doing it. For me, I like that. I like the clutch feathering. I want, mm-hmm. like, like we have ruts, we have dirt, we have mud. Right. Like I just want to be able to fucking be release to that thing and attack get shit. Yeah, right. Like yeah. that thing, you have to get so many RPMs. Like you have to learn it, and it's annoying. And like you have yeah. to get three thousand RPMs and drop it. And maybe I can't wheelie the bike with the thing. They tell you you can, but I can't fucking do it. It's yeah. a dirt bike. That's all I want to do is wheelie the thing. So <laughs> right. I want I want my normal clutch back. So okay. that's what that's what yeah. I do. Whatever. And I'm kind of halfway there, but that five hundred bucks could like set that up and I'd be oh, done. Yeah. Or, or, or I could buy the pipe and the knobbies and other stuff for the spade. I love I'm, the fact that you're trying to literally yeah, yeah, so battle scooter a spade. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to do that. That's right. happening. Battle scooter. And then, so, <laughs> 10 grand, and this is like, I will have this someday, not soon, but whatever. Yeah. A 2005 Bumblebee BMW GSA. Oh. Uh, just the ultimate little fucking t- with the bluish fucking black wheels and the mm-hmm. whole blue or black and yellow with the yeah. seat and everything like that. That is a, that's my favorite bike of all time. Two thousand and five BMW. It's the last GSA. year. It's the last year. Or was it two thousand five or four? Two thousand two through two thousand four had the black and yellow. Okay, so two thousand four was the silver and red. No, nope. yeah. all right. So two thousand six is the one I have. One year only was the blue and white one. Okay, so you know that one's nice too. But that's the GS though, not the GSA. GSA. It is the GSA. Yeah. Okay. But I love the black and the yellow black and one. Yellow. So the 2004 probably. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's the, the wheels kind of look blue instead yeah, of black. Like and there's like, and it's just, and it's got the big old schnozzola hanging out the front of it. And it's the whole, it, it's like, it would look so good at fucking Starbucks. I would just sit there and drink my coffee and be like, you know what? We don't have any off-road shit, but I fucking love it. Actually, I'd go down to Chagrin Falls and hang out with all those yeah. dudes. and just hang, be out like, there, hang out in front of the ice cream store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna hook you right up. He's yeah. gonna get you on for it. Right. Well, the problem is, is though that you know if it can be like, since I'm buying a spade, if it's like less, if it's more than a dollar seventy, I can't. I love how it. the spade is compromising your ability to purchase BMW. <laughs> Taiwan for the win. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, uh, well, here's the thing: you have to look at your, you have to look at your garage and say, what do you I? You already have a super scenario. Yeah, right. I don't, you I don't, don't need have that. a spade, and I, yeah, you don't, I'm you in don't on have that. a play right. bike. I, I need yeah. when I go to Mid Ohio this year. I want to enjoy the entire Mid Ohio. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's a and that's, really good idea. Yeah, that's the bike, and like, and and if you want to take it and go do that, it's oh, going to yeah. be the perfect bike for that. Right. And if we have to deliver beer anywhere around, it's, it's going to be the bike perfect for bike for that. I completely yeah. agree. So, yeah, yeah. So, what do you got, Pete? 
Eight. Fifty dollar budget. Fifty dollar budget. I need one more battery tender. I don't know what I do with that. <laughs> 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 That's a battery. great. That is a great fifty dollars. One more battery tender. Yes. I put the bikes away. I'm like, I. I there's must have penalty. bought. Hey, wait, wait. There's a penalty on that. I must what have bought that? like a dozen battery tenders, and I I can't find them when it comes time to That's put the hilarious. bike away. But if anybody needs the uh, the, the non per- the non permanent leads, the I'm little sorry, alligator clips, the alligator clips. I have fucking nine thousand of those for some fucking reason. So these are yeah, alligators. Yeah. These are SAE on one side and alligator clips on the other. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. telling your brother Tim. I was saying you can have these. But you have to take at least five of them. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you can, yeah. everyone can have the. Yeah. You have to take at least one of these. Yeah. You, everyone can buy them. I like these extra <laughs> sharp ones too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring oh, it back. Oh, I'm gonna replace oh, those right. that you just gave away There's and more. give them back I have, to you. I oh, have, no. oh wait. Yeah. I have at least a hundred of them. Yeah. So what you need to do is buy the couplers. Yes. Cut them in half. Yes. Well, cut this end off and put the couplers on. I was gonna and say that way you can have. Yeah. If nothing else. Just take two of them. Cut these off. I throw understand. these off. Yes. And then you got these are well, nice these connectors. Are the SAE connectors. connectors are great. The SAE yeah. connectors are great. But in my line of work, I do end up with a lot of them. Time out. Come on, Chris. When, you're saying, half you have when, when you're saying couplers, you can't run two batteries off one tender, can you? No. Okay. All right. I don't think you can at least. Well, why couldn't you then? I don't know. They make special battery tenders that have more than one lead coming off. Right. Yeah, they, yeah, they make 10-channel battery tenders. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, thanks, like, man. yeah, seriously. I can and will use up. the connectors. <laughs> right. yeah. You know what I'm need these. You know I have 10. You have them right now. There's more. We have more. Where's my own? We have as many as I do not own a battery tender. Really? What's wrong with you? So what you do is you hack the end off that has the clamps. You have the you hack off well, the can alligator Can I turn this clips. into jumper cables? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you can. There we go. Right yeah, now you have jumper cables. Now, but here's what I'm going to tell you. is One Swift side of those. You got the special one with the fuse connector, too. But one side of those jumper cables is lying to you now. Wrong polarity. Right. It's the wrong polarity. So that'll save you a little bit of information. Probably pull right. these off and maybe like well, but you might. But the point being, I have a lot of them. This one right here is the this positive. Like the one? Here, the, oh, okay. Chris is giving this away. The exposed one is the positive because yeah. on the charge side, the yes. the uh, the hidden one is the the hidden one is the positive on yes. the charge on the charge. So the exposed one yes, is you can. positive. If you, if you can, I'm not going to say you shouldn't. So I just handed everybody the battery tender leads that come in an optimator, a battery tender. This is a square knot. This is a half inch. This is a sheet shank. Yeah. But but I end up with a lot of these. I probably have 100 of those in my garage at home. But yeah, battery tender for under 50 bucks. That's That's a very good. And you know what? To somebody who owns a motorcycle, or plural. Timothy. A fucking battery tender is a great gift available at Cleveland Moto for forty two dollars. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tender. Under fifty bucks. They, uh, we, we have both battery nice. <laughs> Chris Smith is going to string himself from the ceiling by his nip nups. Uh, <laughs> so Phil, if somebody's out there that yeah. never heard of a battery tender, what is this? A battery do? tender is simply a battery charging device that has a float circuit, and so what float circuit means is rather than continuously stabbing your battery with 13 or 14 volts of electricity even when it's at full. a half an amp even when it's full or three quarters of an amp even when it's full the battery charger has a built in uh, sensor to detect when the battery itself has achieved 14 volts and says whoa, whoa, whoa stop sending a pulse at this thing and instead let's go ahead and ride the voltage and let's take this thing on a little trip 
So let's go into a point where we are saying, okay, well, we're going to put in part maybe a little bit of a load on the battery, and we're going to impart a little bit of energy on the battery. Mm -hmm. So the idea is it's exercising the battery a little bit, and they call this a float. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind a float is it is both giving your battery the optimal chance to be energized and also to sag a little bit, but it's to simulate the usage of a battery as opposed to long-term storage of a battery. Which does not wear the battery out. It does not. It no. actually yeah. prolongs, it, maintains the life of the battery. I can say you get at least four years extra out of a battery. Well, it impedes the, the ability of sulfites to gather in the base of mm -hmm. your battery case. Mm -hmm. And the sulfites happen as the battery is discharged between the plates themselves. And when the plates are, are arced between each other, the plates are all in a series that, uh, that equals two volts. So each battery cell carries two volts. Mm -hmm. And if these cells are allowed to touch, the plates are allowed to touch, you will lose four volts. Mm -hmm. And the more sulfites you have in the bottom, accumulating in the bottom of your battery, the less capacity your battery is going to have. And it is a strange coincidental thing that we can use terms like capacity, which has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of sulfites that are filling up the bottom of the battery, but it is coincidental that those terms help us visualize what's happening. So uh, be careful in your verbiage, lest ye be hoisted on your own petard. <laughs> the, uh, Sleepy's like the Ed McMahon of this podcast. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 50 bucks, that's it for 500 Wait, let me add one more thing on battery Tender. tenders, maintainers, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Battery tender yeah. is a brand name. There's other... Optimate... Is pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah. Battery tender itself is made by Deltran. They're very good. I do not Schumacher recommend. makes a number. Yeah. I do not recommend SeaTech. I've had two bad. So two SeaTechs go bad. I've had a similar thing, and there's also the um, oh shit, what's that jump box that I have? That little one I have. Uh, the Noco. The Noco, yeah, the Noco. The Nocos seem to be holding up pretty good. Okay. So I've got a couple of Nocos. Um, Here's what I can tell you from our own job here at the shop dealing with hundreds of these things. The battery tender, the green print, the mm -hmm. Deltran brands, are very durable. They're very mm -hmm. rugged. However, they are very bad at detecting. They're more inclined to tell you your battery is faulty. So you get the flashing red light. Um, and that will lead you to believe your battery is faulty. Yet when we hook it up to an Optimate, which is basically the same technology, the Optimate does not go into your battery's faulty mode. The Optimate does give it you know, 20 or 30 minutes of attempt to work it. Mm. So sometimes with the Deltran, we will have to put a dumb charger, like a traditional car charger or something, on the battery to give it a base charge, to give it mm -hmm. 8 or 10 or 12 volts prior to hooking it up to the Deltran, mm -hmm. and then it's fine. So a battery that's very, very weak, the Deltran may just read the battery as being dead, throw it away. It may not actually be dead. It may just be very, very tired. Or as Billy Crystal would like to say, only very mostly dead. <laughs> so the Optimate, um, I unfortunately gave away with my one bike that I sold, but the Optimate also can do 12 and 6 volts. Which and so can the NOCO. The NOCO auto ranges. So the NOCO and the Optimate both don't care what you hook it up to. They both auto-range. Which is pretty cool about that is sometimes like it's not bad to take a float charger off your battery for a week or two. And, mm -hmm. and they, so realistically, if you have like a scooter and a motorcycle, yeah. you could have one and bounce between the two every couple of weeks. As long as you're diligent. Yeah. And the reason, these yeah. Box, the reason yeah. you guys all got these 
you know, alligator clip leads is because every bike that we sell in this shop comes out with a battery tender lead attached to it. And battery tender is a universal term for us here at the shop. Mm-hmm. But what it means is it's the Optimate or the float charger leads. Well, they come with ring terminals in the kit. We yep. affix the ring terminals to the customer's battery. We put the battery tending device under the seat, the float charger under the seat. And then the other end is an SAE. And the other end is an SAE. Right. Well, then what so comes is that is that SAE kit, connector standard across all of the different? It is. Battery yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, there's so, some. There's some that have, and you have to watch some of the, some of the, like the high end brands and stuff. I bought one or two, and they're they'll have a proprietary proprietary thing, yeah. which you're like yeah, you're an flat. asshole. Like, Usually they're flat, and they have that? one square end. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you get pissed off. It's like and you're Sears like, does it. Don't yeah. bother with that. Don't buy those anymore. No, don't me neither. It's yeah. stupid. You're like, if you're not buying an SAE connector, and here's the magic of the SAE connector from our motorcycle riding listeners, because there might be a few of them out there. Uh, the magic with the SAE connector is the SAE connector, aside from you BMW assholes, the, the <laughs> SAE connector fits everything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the SAE connector fits everything, and they do make a BMW converter. So for very cheap money... Uh, a lot of heated vests run on an SAE connector. It's very easy to find uh, USB plugs that will run on an SAE connector. My my moto pump, my moto pump runs on an SAE, SAE connector. connector. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So not so only can you charge your bike, but you can you're also not run out all of these control. If you were to set your whole bike up with SAE connectors on it, like just a couple of them dangling off the bike, mm-hmm. you'd find it's a pretty handy thing to have, both right. for putting the power as a Gazinda and a Gazauda, because they are gender biased. Right. So they do have that consistency of the power supply side always has a rubber Buna end over the positive terminal, which means that you can arc this thing against anything you want. You won't get the sparky sparks or the boomy booms because the only one that's sticking out and dangling in the world is the negatosis side. So right. you're good. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. It's cool. Relax. Well, for you listeners out there, here's a trick that I've learned with my battery tender. I run it from the battery up mm-hmm. under the tank on a long lead, yeah. and I post it up somewhere near the handlebars. Handlebars. Yes. That way, when you're in the shop, when it's going to be parked, let's say, over to Ohio Winter, right. you keep it plugged in right there. Yep. When you're on the road, that gives you a power source. You have a power outlet mm-hmm. right there. Right there at your handlebars. Yep. For yep. You can plug a GPS into it. You Anything. can plug the USB converter onto the SAE, which gives you phone charging capability. Yes, it does. Winter warmer. Yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything you want to do. There's pretty much an SAE connector for everything. And if not, you can make one real easy. It's real simple. Uh, here's a pro tip for anybody who's interested, who's interested in, like, meatball wiring. I'm going to give you a free one from Young Phil. So when you look at um, anything that's two wires, okay, like uh, the, the shitty home stereo you stole or whatever, right, and you look at it and both the wires are black. The red wires, the one with the red clampy clamp on it is black. And with the black clampy clamp on it is black. And you accidentally clamp, you cut those clamps off. But now your dumbass doesn't remember which one was red and which one was black. Feel the wire. On the wire, there'll be some ridges. The ridges are always on the positive. Okay? So when you examine wire that is... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. The ridges are always on the positive side. So if somebody's cut the fucking clamps off, they cut the terminals off. Are they always on the positive side? Because this one's on the negative yeah, side. Yeah, well, that's what you got to be careful. you got to watch. <laughs> that. That's probably some aftermarket horse yeah. shit. But yeah, the, the <laughs> so ridges are there. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? That one, though, has a giant fuse on it to tell you what the positive side is. 
That's true. That you got true. the fuse though. There, there is a giant. Yeah, there is a giant actually, eight amp fuse on that one. So yeah, they, if you look at the wire carefully, you'll see that there's usually two or three striations on the wire, and that usually dictates what side your positive is traveling through. <laughs> if you dick. are the uh, if you're looking at speaker wire in the house, uh, and the speaker wire is gold, like one wire is gold and one wire is black, so, yeah, or silver, or yeah, or silver. Um, it does tend to be that the uh, they are gender specific as well. So if you're using monster cable, they tend to run up a silver cable, silver wire. Stop that, Chris Smith! You're freaking coming at me with those goddamn alligator so clips. You don't get get away with this. So what are your? Three wait, wait, wait! I'm not. No, done he's not done. No, he's not done. But one last battery tender. He's only made it as far as battery tender. Oh, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He still has like ten thousand five hundred dollars left in his budget. Hey, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Make sure your battery tender matches your battery because, like, if you have a. Uh, Lithium ion. Oh, that's mm. real important. Actually, okay. you can't yeah. use an anti-sulfation right mm-hmm. circuit right. circuit because it will go over fourteen volt. Yeah, so and that is a fucking good tip. As Liza found out when she turned her lithium battery in her garage into a volcanic uh, science mm-hmm. experiment, yeah. nice because she ran a car charger. Yeah, oh, no, you can't onto that. her lithium battery, which the car charger, of course, senses that drop and goes, "Hey, you know what? You'd like more than thirteen volts." Fourteen point nine, and fire, mm-hmm. and fire, because that's what happens with lithium. Gets also, also with lithium, look, lead acid batteries are really good at balancing themselves. Yes, they are. Lithium polymer batteries, not nice. so much. Not. And, and yeah. actually, lithium batteries, there's a, a little rubber cover, and Always. it actually has the little, yeah. you know, every single cell voltage. Every on lithium there. battery I've ever so. seen has a tiny cover on the mm-hmm. side that has a multi-pin connector in it that is designed to take its brand aware. Nope. Charging device. It's actually so it standard, so you can plug yeah. like radio control lithium battery balancer. Oh, it's, the it's, it's the same. It's the same. Okay. Right? Yeah. So each of those pins is going to a cell, individual a cell. cell. Yeah. And right. Between two pins, you'll see three point seven volts. Three point seven if they're nice. healthy, nice. Uh, and, and, all the way across. The thing. So does this apply? So like, so me and Nick have this whole radio control yeah. background, right? Yeah. So we've used light, lip, lipo batteries a lot, right. and so. If you're using batteries, it's great. You can do whatever. But if you're storing lipos, yeah. you want to store them at 3.85 volts per cell. Yes. So depending on how many cells you have, whatever. Right. Does that apply to the motorcycle stuff? Yes. Like, like, yeah, it so does. 60 so 65% charge, yeah. 60, 65%, which is about 3.85 volts yeah. per cell. So, that's, so do they that sell is, something that you plug in to put it in storage mode? Uh, a lot of... Well, I think the, the, like the Shirai, Shirai batteries and, have a... A circuit board in there that they actually do. has oh, okay. uh, some do. cell protection built yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it discharges it or, right. or something. And that is one of those strange things. And, I mean, and it is a fucking horribly weird thing about starting to deal with more lithium as we do. With the zero electric motorcycles, we're dealing with lithium ion mm-hmm. batteries. Yep, yep. And they do recommend a 65% storage cycle. Right. So that's a, a thing. Well, you got to mm-hmm. run mine down, too, because it is, I'm at 100%. Exactly. Right. And because many of the bikes here get parked at 100%, yet we know all winter nobody's going to ride them. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that run, does damage the down. cells. It's, yep. it, it sounds weird because you're like, oh, it's fully charged. It's just sitting there. But those mm-hmm. cells, it like likes to be, to be at 65. Right. Yeah, right. it just does. If yeah. you buy brand new lithium polymer cells, they're going to come to you at like at 3.7. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. so, yeah. like, and, and the weird thing is, is I don't know how much information's out there, but for me, it, like when I used to fly like two hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of camera gear underneath a drone that had these these lithium batteries, mm-hmm. you would look at the batteries and I would analyze them, and if I had. Like so, if 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 all the cells were at like four point 
two one right. volts yeah. per cell, and you but get a the weird one, cell. But the one was at three point nine eight. Right, that fucker was not getting flown, man. Like that that battery <laughs> was not cool. Like we'll, we might deal with it, take it down, try to work with it, yeah. charge it a few times, cycle it, whatever. So, is there anything out there like with the zero stuff? Like, is there? Is, uh, I'm sure with all the they have the, a diagnostic. Uh, they have a diagnostic they, they where they, they, they analyze the, the cells and everything like that. Exactly. So there's a battery. God, man, this is the best question ever for Brandon, the guys that create the, uh, the smart chargers and everything uh, from you know from the house of Vetter. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people now that are that are so good with zeros, that are so good with electric motorcycles, and I'm not doing them any fucking justice by answering this question. But there's a battery management system built into every zero, and this I'm speaking only for zero. Mm-hmm. There's a battery management system built into every zero energy cell. Okay, so if you see a, a bike like his bike, which he's got the one of each. FXS, he's got two batteries in there. So mm-hmm. he's got two short batteries, and those batteries each have a battery management system. If you look at our zeros that we have on the floor, the FX and the FXS, they have a long battery now. So it's his battery times two, but in one case with only one BMS. Mm. So there's a cost savings there. So you only have to have one battery management system for these two batteries. The and logs yes, are crazy. What's that? The length of the log. Oh, yeah. It's a battery battery. It's really something. But that is kind of genius. So they do manage, they do, they're constantly looking after themselves. Nobody wants to have what's known as a lithium critical event. Mm-mm. Because it's not cool. I've, I've, I, the big machines that I used to fly had 22,000 milliamp 6S packs, mm-hmm. which are 48 point whatever volts. No, sorry, 20, if we can, can we have an understanding that much like the term GIF versus GIF? Yeah. That if you are talking about a number that is higher than one thousand, that we omit the term milli. <laughs> right. Let's do a little. Let's do 2. a little two amp here. hour. Thank you. Um, okay. Right. Because yeah. because I've I've seen people all the time. They're like, well, I've got a jump charger for my battery. It's a one point five milliamp. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's still pretty much dominate dominant in the radio control is like twenty two hundred milliamp hour. And, yeah. Right. The yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, fractionalization of mm-hmm. something that is ten. So two point two amp hour, whatever you want right. to say, whatever six thing. Um, I, I had one come down and and, a, and we had I overstressed it with a little bit of weight. It came down, and when I say it caught on fire, this <laughs> didn't catch on fire. No, it's pretty amazing. It isn't was it? a nuclear fucking explosion. It's a plasma based experience. With, I want to say a hundred and fifty foot plume of white toxic gas mm-hmm. that like fucking left this thing and like. Everybody around there was running for cover when this thing and turned out. And to, to bring to that, which is brilliant visual, yeah. let's just go to the opposite side of the equation. What do you do with your lithium batteries when they just get old and they don't work anymore? Put them in salt water. You can do anything with them because they will naturally degrade. Right, but you also, to make sure they're not right. going to explode in the trash, Yeah. You can, if you short them out in salt water. Yeah. I flush them down the toilet. <laughs> That's probably the best thing that you can do. Yeah. I feed them to my dog. Right. I mean, lithium's one of those strange she, things that it's I call it Pete, send them to Steve. Let's send them to Steve. <laughs> send them to Steve. Steve would like to see what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't feed them to my dog because. Message in a bottle. No, for Steve. It's a fifth degree felony in the state of Ohio. <laughs> fifth degree? That's what it is. There's Goddard's law. Goddard's law, yeah. No, what they said this morning on the news, they were saying it's a fifth degree. Felonies only go as low as four, and then you go to misdemeanor first degree. Well, they said they're making it up. They've invented a whole new level of felony. (laughs) Yeah.
Yes! That's what they said on Fox 8 this morning. Well, it must be true. Fox. If, if, oh, it's if, on Fox. If, it's an F5. If Krusty Cake Hall was spouting about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fox News, yeah. where okay. the truth goes All to right. die. So now right. you're at what? $500. Yeah. I'm spending $500 on a really nice helmet. Uh, dual sport. Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, something good. High vis. <laughs> I get high vis. I'd get high vis. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what's I'm, the I'm not really near that vein. I don't need to be seen. What brand? <laughs> what's the helmet? <laughs> you I would vein. go with the. Uh, um, actually, I like the. This is kind Q-Bert of a mud vein. E one, I think it's called. <laughs> no climb. You're not, you're not going climb. Uh, I would go climb. I would go with the. Uh, who makes the hornet? Is that Showy or Arai? Uh, um. So. I'm, I'm a showy bad. guy. So I've never. I've been wearing Nolans for my last three helmets, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty happy with them. But they're a compromise for dual sporting. One of the things that a lot of people don't talk about is that people talk about brands of helmets, which are great, but each brand has their own kind of their their own kind of shape. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, like your head could be a certain brand. Correct. So, like I'm a showy helmet guy yeah, because my head is a showy helmet guy. But there's other people that are awry helmet people. So it doesn't really matter about how much money you want to spend. Correct. You need to go and find out what size your head is to find out what kind of helmet you want. Yeah. Shape your head is basically on, your shape, right? Yeah. And your size. Right, yeah, the shape, right. You're yeah. round, you're yeah. oblong, yeah. you're whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got a big divot in it like a junior over there. Does planters make a helmet? Sure. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's your what's your ten thousand dollar gift idea? Well, Steve already stole my thunder. I was yeah. going to say two Honda monkeys, but two um, monkeys, but baby. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy one. Three. Oh. No, no, one your brother. Back the fuck and off. One to me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy a monkey and a I'm, I'm going to buy a super cub. Yeah, yeah. super cub to Steve. They might have sex. <laughs> Come with the monkey cup. The guy super, super monkey. Super monkey cup. <laughs> you know what it'd be? Well, you know what a super monkey cub would be? It was that Honda Step Through Adventure Spade. scooter. That seven oh, yeah. Oh, oh, adventure yeah. scooter. Yeah. Well, that's got a lot more girth than a super monkey cub. I was thinking a super monkey cub would have to be like a spade. By the way, a super monkey cub is playing at Happy Dog on Saturday night. In case you're super monkey cub. <laughs> It's our new band. <laughs> Super Monkey Cub. It's great. That is the best name ever. Yeah. I know. Are you listening? You could have a Super, Super Monkey, Monkey Cub. <laughs> it would just have 16-inch knobbies. So it would basically be a Trail 110. It's a monkey with a 250 in it. Oh, that is Whoa, a super-duper Monkey Cub right there. Only slightly bigger side. wheels, though. I'd like yeah, to have the bigger wheels. Super wheels. Monkey Cub. Giant octopus. Giant octopus. <laughs> super Monkey Cub with TW200. <laughs> Tires, oh, wheels, okay. and tires. That's exactly right. That's the super How would you monkey like cut. The super monkey cut. They've bonus. already made it. I know mean, you guys know this. There's a gorilla. <laughs> a gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. Yeah. So if you type in gorilla motorcycles, uh, it was, it, it is a not Honda authorized version of a monkey. So it's a bigger monkey called a gorilla. But is anyway. it physically bigger or engine yeah, bigger? It's physically oh, okay. bigger okay. and engine bigger, 125 cc's. But it was a Chinese. Basically, the idea was okay. let's take a. Let's take a CT70 mm-hmm. and go with like a 125cc motor in it and some big knobbies on it. Mm-hmm. And so they they marketed it in, in Europe uh, as as Chinese manufactured, but it was marketed as a gorilla. It's it a kind of attractive cool. bike. Yeah. It'd be cool. You ever see a those like, huge chairs like in the Adirondacks? An Adirondack chair? You mean? Yeah, no, but I mean, huge no, chairs really, in the Adirondacks? <laughs> no, but they make <laughs> them really big. Oh, so you mean a comically novelty? Yeah, and you yeah. climb up on them and you sit. Yeah, right, right. Well, a comically big monkey. 
That would be like the size of a I stood Harley Davidson, you know, I like stood, a dresser. Well, dude, I stood next to in the Piaggio the Vespa, Museum yeah. in Ponte d'Ara, Italy. I stood next to the Piaggio Vespa P200 from like the 1980 ICMA show that was not no shit, like 18 feet tall. Really? Yeah. It's tires are some bizarro agro tire, like some weird, the tire's taller than I am. I think I've seen that on TV. And it's a P200. And it's like, I can't even scurry up, scamper up onto the floorboards. And I'm six foot one. Oh, the floorboards are that? It's fucking there? ridiculous. Yeah. This, like I said, I'm not joking when I say it's 12 or 18 feet Oh, that would tall. be awesome to I have see. A picture. I'll, I'll make sure I put it up. But yeah, there's a picture of me standing next to the motherfucker. But it's big. But it's like one of those novelty items yeah. that was yeah. like, you know, hey, you want to get somebody's attention, take what you sell and make it stupid big. Anyone's ever seen the Uniroyal Tire on its way to Michigan? Yeah. By the side of the road, America loves big shit. So that's I mean that's pretty badass. For fifty bucks, I want a Holy power disc. Cow. The the Christmas present. Oh, you found a picture of it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. That's a big cool. oh, Yeah, that's for real. Twelve feet tall. Yeah. I'd ride There's the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big ass anoronic chair. You got a big pumpkin too. That is a giant pumpkin. And wait, is that a person normal size? Yeah. No, that person's like. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Wait, let me see that. <laughs> I thought it was some weird, like, little person <laughs> thing fucking with my eyes. So, yeah, for Christmas, for 50 bucks, I want a power distribution block. Uh, and uh, what, what, what is a power distribution block? So what block? the idea is, like an auxiliary right? fuse panel. Oh, okay. It's an auxiliary okay. fuse block. And the whole idea is, when you're building up your adventure bike, mm-hmm. you need to have all kinds of extra lights on it, right. powered heated grips and all kinds of shit like that. And the wrong way to do it, the wrong way to do it is just keep tapping this shit just into the positive in. terminal of your yeah. battery. Or putting on one of those, what are those uh, ghetto guys use for stereo installation? The, the, oh, a scotch lock or something? Scotch lock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with the yeah. spike that goes yeah, through. Yeah, the spike yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to penetrate my uh, insulation here. Mm-hmm. It'll work fine. Yeah. Um, That's the worst so, invention ever. So yeah. rather than putting like 15 taps on it, you know, on your like headlight wire or some shit... That has a you know oh it's okay it's got a fuse on it it's cool mm-hmm. get a power distribution block and they make them the automotive industry and everything else but I found a really cool one that has six terminals on it and each terminal has a breaker and the breakers are ten amp fifteen amp and thirty amp so you can just and it's got a nice big six gauge wire or eight gauge wire that goes from the power distribution block to the batteria to the positive terminal of your battery. So that's nice. I use the marine ones yeah. because they have breakers, and they also have the marine wire that's coated. So mm-hmm. they don't. It's super cool. So the idea behind this is I can then have all the stupid accessories on my bike, and if I lose a stupid accessory I put on, because I'm clearly not the guy who built the thing, and I short out the wires. You don't I don't lose your ignition. My entire fucking motorcycle. Yeah. You lose one finger, not the whole hand. Exactly, right. yeah. because there was this motorcycle that we sold a metric few of uh, from Moto Guzzi. And the Moto Guzzi motorcycle down on the lowers had these really beautiful German fog lights. And the German fog lights would occasionally short out internally. Mm. Because they were from the Germans, mm-hmm. and they were not happy being on. 
It was a whole axis thing going on. Around the edge. They still yeah. haven't gotten electricity down, though, because Volkswagen's the same way. Volkswagen but, is the same you know, way. England certainly right. has <laughs> yeah. electricity down. And or there, teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there would be a problem in these projector beam headlamps on these fog lights on this certain Italian motorcycle, mm-hmm. and they would short <laughs> certain out. Certain ethnic motorcycle. Certain ethnic motorcycle. And they would short out, but when they shorted out, the problem is what it killed, the fuse that it killed... See, driving down the road, you might not notice that your fog lamps were out. And that's a problem. Because if you don't notice that your fog lamps are out, you don't know that it also took out the fuse that controls your charging system. Mm. (gasps) Oh, Oh, fuck you very much. So now you're 200 miles from home, and you don't realize that your fog light switch has been on. Your lights are getting dimmer and dimmer. But you have got no illumination, Mm. and your lights have gotten to the point where your turn signals don't work. No, they figure by the time your headlight is dim enough, you figure out your. It's literally the thick. It's the insulation on the thickness of the power wires that go into this German HID light fixture that we're shorting out. The insulation Mm -hmm. was too thin, not on the power wires that came to the device, but internally in the device. And it's just abrading away. And it was abrading away. And it was causing a short. And this happened to 100% of them. It's wow. amazing how many... There's a lot of production things where they, they make these dumb decisions to save like five cents. And this was not... Oh, this wasn't saving five cents. These fucking HID projector, projector beams are like 300 bones apiece. No, I know, but I'm saying... Like, and they come from like, you know... No, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is... No, but I'm saying there's a lot of, there's yeah. a lot of things out there right now, especially in the tech industry, where... They spend money on all these things, like great lenses on the lights, yeah. great like Cree things, whatever. And these are brilliant, but then they come down to balls. like the connection point of yeah. the power source and that, and they yeah. go with something that is just like ninety five percent of yeah. what they need, and they're like, "Oh, that's fine, it's fine." Where like for five cents more, they could have gone with the two hundred percent, where they're never going to mm-hmm. fuck it up, but they yeah. go with that, and that's the failure point. This tiny little five. Do you want to know what connection. the manufacturer's solution to the problem was? I can't on every it. bike that you took out of the crate and prepped? Amazon. I wish. <laughs> it was literally remove the power side of the cape, the power that goes into the beam. Right. Not where it plugs in, because that part was good. Right. The connector was fine. But actually take the light apart and take the red mm-hmm. wire and put a piece of shrink ramp over it mm. and melt it. Like heat it up. Oh. So put a piece of shrink rack on, wrap on it and heat it up, and then done, put it back together. You never have the problem again. Which, if they would have gone up like one grade of wire, they wouldn't have had that problem. Or, or one, one grade of insulation. One grade of insulation. insulation. Sorry, yeah, right. Or, yeah. I like to say, one turn of E-tape right. mm-hmm. solves all your problems. But a lot of times, it's like this the type of insulation, too. Like, yep. I mean, is it... Duct, like we, we but, run duct-rated insulation, yeah. or like... It's totally different. There's but a you, bunch you, of different kinds, of, and that... You know that rubberized insulation that you can't peel off? No, you cannot remove it. That's the best stuff ever. So the long and short of it is, the reason why I would do a power distribution block is any of the shit that my evil fucking hands are adding to what the Japanese had created perfectly with the KLR 650, you know, long live and prosper, never die. I don't want my shit to fuck up my game. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be 200 miles from home and have no fucking chooch left in my battery. And you are nailing a point that so many, like right now is really relevant, especially with the whole like jerk-off factor of adventuring and stuff. And Adding 9,000 electrical 9, things. Yeah. All these dudes are like, 
I'm going to add. I'm going to add driving lights. I'm going to yep. add these LEDs. I'm going to yep. add heated gear. I'm going to have heated grips. I'm going to add my my GPS. Add my a power phone, distribution block. My thing. My all this stuff. And like, if you don't know how many amps each one of these things are yep. pulling, and you don't know what your stator is putting out. Yep. You're going to find yourself in a fucking situation when you're out in wherever. Well, most of the guys, you're going to, at Starbucks, at Starbucks. your bike's going to fucking right. fall over and just exactly right. start. You they're mean it's not just an infinite source of power? <laughs> you're understated. Source. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. You're going to be understated. You're going to be understated. <laughs> but you're mostly, and like, but I got a lithium battery. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. Okay, throw another monkey wrench in there yeah. with some of the newer bikes with CAN bus systems. Exactly. Oh. You start adding all this electric on a CAN bus system. And that's why I choose to do it. And you you can throw all kinds of, and that's my thing. You can break your ECU. And, and you know what's nice about what you're talking about adding that power distribution yeah. is once you hook that power distribution up, you have the keyed on power, and it's labeled, and you can say, "I want this to only be on exactly. if my key is on, and only it. this with the key on." Like right. my heated grips came with a, a protection system where I if I can put them right directly to the battery. Right. If they sense the battery gets to a certain point, they automatically they shut, shut off. off. Right. But most shit doesn't. And that's exactly, exactly one lights. volt. Yeah. Below what is required to fire Triumph, right? They're uh, they're guaranteed. Heated grips kill. Tri- they come into the shop here all the time. Wow. He's like, I don't know why my bike won't start. You have heated grips. Yep, that's why. That's why. If you have old fashioned LED, uh, driving lights, yeah, and you don't have them wired through the key, right? You stop for fuel. You're gone. You're done. And you, you got to turn your bike on two minutes later after you got. Fuel People forget how hard it something. is to crank a hot motor. Mm-hmm. Like you just forget the whole equation of like, oh well, you know. It was great. Motor was just running. I'm just going to hit the start button. It'll be fine. No, fucking cranking a hot motor is fucking way harder than cranking a cold motor. Mm -hmm. It's weird, but it's true. And it is that is the point where give up, walk away, have a sandwich, go back later, let your battery bounce a little bit, sacrifice a chicken, run in a circle three times, turn the key on, stab the start button, and pray. So in your experience owning this shop and dealing with all these different bikes and all the stuff coming through, how much shit can a person add to a bike with just a normal stator? So here's the usual bike? general rule. So remember the two most expensive things in the world are heat and decibels. Right. Okay? Because light has become cheap because of LEDs. Right. So we can now get rid of the light as being the biggest draw. We as long turn, as you're using LEDs. We right. can turn everything that used to be incandescent into LEDs fairly easily and right. fairly affordably and give you a better riding experience. And what is the drop? So, like, driving lights used to be 300 right. watts or whatever, right. but now they're, like, 4 amps. They can be... No, I would say 300 watts is way higher than they... They're probably correct. 120... Remember that your standard... Max okay, but what does it drop down to now, though? It's well, down with the LEDs now. You're dropping that I can tell you. a lot. We okay. don't have to ask. I okay. can just tell you. All right. So, your standard H4 bulb is 55 watts. Right. Halogen bulb is 55 right, right, watts. Right, 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 right. Remember that watts and amps are simply... a. a a factor of Ohm's law. W right. equals IR. WR equals IR, exactly. So if you're measuring in amps, that's fine. If you're measuring in watts, that's fine too. I don't care whether you're a torque guy or horsepower guy. I don't right, know right, right. We're, we're all going to get to the same equation. Most of the time, you can count on about 85 extra completely surplus watts on even a fucking Vespa GT200's charging system. Mm-hmm. So 85 watts is the equivalent of adding a very small amount of heat, mm-hmm. like a heated vest, right, or a very moderate amount of LED lighting, right, okay, or half as much stereo as they're going to sell you on Amazon for a hundred dollars, right, okay. So if you just safe, just think safe, a hundred watts. Now remember your turn signal flasher and your turn signal bulb. 
Your turn signal bulbs together, 18 watts apiece. Together load is 36 watts, plus the flash unit itself is 20 watts. Not next. What? What's that? Not Nix. Yeah, no. Of course, once you go to LED, you change it. But what I'm saying is standard incandescent, DOT, right? Typically, turn signals are actually 23 watts. 23 watts, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 23 watts per is a good good standard. 18 watts is what the bulb is that's in it is usually an 18-watt rated bulb, 23 watts to fire it. So Mm -hmm. your load on that, by the time you add the signature of the relay operating it, Mm -hmm. you can generally figure about 60. What's that? Two amps per side. Two amps per side, yep. Yeah, you can generally figure two amps per side. And if you just think about that, if you want to find extra amperage or voltage or wattage, I mean, right. it's, it's wattage really. Energy. If you want to find extra energy, the fastest way to do it is to get rid of your standard mechanical relay uh, turn signal mm-hmm. circuit and get rid of your incandescent turn signal bulbs mm-hmm. because your charging system has been built to support that. Every, I don't care what bike you're riding. Your charging system came from the factory, able to support the turn signals functioning while the high beam was on, your foot was on the brake. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be a point in time where manufacturers start specking LED bulbs from the get-go, so they're going to put in a smaller stator? How about this? How about a time in the near future, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago, yep. when a manufacturer built a motorcycle to have LED bulbs, mm-hmm. but the, bulb, the motorcycle came to America? Where we do not fucking like LED bulbs in this country because we have a DOT standard that was written in 1974. Yep. And so in order to sell said motorcycle in the United States, we had to retrofit that fucker with incandescent popsicle turn signals. Really? So the motorcycle specced out from the factory in Europe for LED turn signal flasher and LED bulbs, Mm -hmm. a full... Accoutrement. Did it have a mechanical flash relay? Added to it for the United States market only. Okay, okay. And incandescent bulbs for the United States market only. Mm-hmm. And in Europe, you can turn your headlights off. Whereas in America, mm-hmm. anytime the key is on the motor's running, the headlight has to be on. Mm-hmm. In Europe, they have a parking light. In America, we have only a 55-watt minimum low beam light. Wow, that is really fucking stupid. And if you think that time is going to happen, it's happened already. Mm-hmm. There's a blue bike parked 21 feet from me right now, um, made by a company called Kimco. Mm-hmm. It's called the S125. They made an S250 as well. The S125 was specced out to come from the manufacturer with LED everything mm-hmm. and a headlight, a actually really potent twin. Uh, two separate fixture headlight assembly that was only supposed to be on when the motor was running, mm-hmm. right? Uh, couldn't be on any other time. And those fucking bikes burn through voltage regulators like a son of a bitch because the voltage regulator can't keep up. Because when you ask a voltage regulator to be at maximum output all the time, it's going to fucking die. So they it's actually they actually do tip. spec a... An incandescent bulb, it's not, like, you don't have the option, it's... So, in the United States market, you will buy the bike, as you see it right there, with incandescent turn signal bulbs added on to the headset assembly, and the beautiful, sexy LED turn signal assemblies that are right behind you in that Vespa Mm -hmm. are disabled, so they don't work. So, we have taken a system that is beautiful and works gorgeous Mm -hmm. as a running light and So, there's nothing in there. Right. No, no, there's something in there. It's just the wire's cut to it. Yeah. There's no wire plug. There's no plug to it. Mm-hmm. So can you retrofit it back to European standards? Quite easily. Yep. 
But and has anybody ever had a problem with once they've retrofitted it, the cops pull them over and been like, of course "Oh not. my god, no, 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 LED no, no, bulbs are not in fact, on." They pull out a tape measure. It's yeah, like they're not silly. They sell a kit for a couple of hundred bucks that you can retrofit your American bike back to European standards. Yeah. My, so what my the dad's fuck is the point? Because DOT says, because they're running on a DOT law that was written back in the fucking ancient times wow. that says you need to have certain things. And Phil, as a dealer, has to sell a bike under DOT, DOT, DOT law. Right. Is that why zeros come with incandescent Incandescent bulbs? fucking bulbs. Okay. Take the most cutting-edge, high-tech vehicle on the planet, which is a zero electric motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to put heat emission devices where the turn signal should be. But you can't find LED bulbs that fit them. Well, but the point being, take lose the whole fixtures, lose everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, like well, that's the whole I point. Look for LEDs for the turn signals. Oh, if you're a fucking, can't find get rid of that. you can tell that they added that. Of to course it. you can. They have this sexy looking thing, and then they have this shit thing sticking off the fucking you know handlebar. You know what's located two feet below the turn signal? The turn signal. The turn, turn signal. Turn signal. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's in that turn signal? Bulbs. Yeah, bulbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there still yeah. bulbs in there? Yeah, there's still okay. bulbs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So. Right. So that's the point. The point is that that has happened, and we we live in a country where that is de rigueur. So yeah. That so happened. wait a minute. There are bulbs in there. Fuck yeah, there but are. that that does not light up. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'll show you. Wait for Just for the sake of it. So if those of you that are listening to the podcast, running lamp, right? You know what's over here? A bulb. You know what's in that whole area? Turn signal. That hockey shaped stick thing? Turn signal. Turn signal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what doesn't light up? Turn, Turn signal. signal. That. Yeah. You know what lights up? Dumb ass wow. fucking heating element. Yeah, you know. Do you know so, what an incandescent bulb is? A very small hand heater. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. Phil has just gone over to a white Vespa, a yeah. new one, right, and and a very sexy one at that. <laughs> has turned on the running lights, which are allowed to be LEDs right. and in the sexy yeah. place that they right. should be, where they right. should be. But then when he hit the turn signal, and they only take up about 50 percent of the fixture, mm-hmm. right. So fifty percent of the fixture is a running light, right, and then the, the other fifty percent of the fixture should be. Is a Roach Motel right now, right? Because it ain't a fucking illumination device. But the thing is, right. is that it is still sexy and part of the design. Right. But for us here in America, they added this giant like it's like adding Dumbo ears it to is. a fucking sexy head yeah. on the top. Right. Here's another prime example. Do you know what else we got is a sticker that says "No pets under the seat in the storage compartment." <laughs> the pet warmer. The pet warmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in 1972 when the United States government mandated those giant bumpers on exactly. everything. Exactly. So like Volkswagen Beetles, MGs. You know, everybody got giant bumpers. Lamborghini Countach. Yes, yeah. a giant rubber bumper. Yeah, yeah. I had an Alfa Romeo from 1980, and my Alfa like, Romeo, the bumpers were bigger than the car. Yeah, yeah. it was just ridiculous. Yeah. But that's and you know, now, that's America, bumpers. right? I mean, that's and just now the way they won't even take a five, you know, a point five mile an hour yeah. hit. Mm-hmm. They shatter. It's like the whole thing is silly. I mean, the game is silly as a whole. So that's my fifty dollars purchase item as a power distribution block for my KLR. Is that what we're talking about? We were back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, circle. And that was only about one quarter of the length of the right. battery tender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know what? That was the most motorcycle part of a podcast we've done in like a while. You can't not have a tech tip in a Cleveland Moto podcast. Yeah, it yeah. just happened. As much as there's like our signal to noise ratio. Solid. And it's best because it was organic. It is organic. That's yeah. for you West Coast planned. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for $500, uh, for $500, I, I'm going to ask for a new set of shoes because these tires, these are OEM tires on my KLR yeah. 650. And I'm going to tell you, for what I plan, as many times as I plan on dropping this bike, these tires are not what I want to have on it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to get a new, sh- new set of shoes for my KLR 650. What are you mm-hmm. leaving a pair towards? of sneakers? Well... Obviously, right now, Continental seem like a good idea. 
So you could probably even squeeze in brake pads with that purchase. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I think I could yeah, too yeah, for yeah. five hundred bones. I think kind of prices have come down again. What's that? Those continentals I got from you. I love they're, the they're continentals. Great, I right? really do. I mean, I'll tell you, as a dealer, my profit margin. If you go into a motorcycle shop in America right now, they're going to try to sell you Dunlops. Because motorcycle and Dunlop makes a fucking damn good tire, and a lot of them are made in America. You know, I don't know American if Dunlop being a great off-road... Like, although they make great uh, dirt bike tires, yes. but yeah. I don't know about right. a 50-50 KLR right. style right. tire. Right. No, I'm probably... Right. I mean, I will That's probably admit, point. I've been yeah. pretty impressed with the TKC-80s, so I will mm-hmm. probably go for something similar. On the KLR, right? I've I ran the Shinko versions of the TKC eighties also. Mm-hmm. I forget the, the nomenclature oh, of okay. it, but good to know. They yeah. were identical tires in appearance, but mm-hmm. I think it was a softer compound. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Here's here's a here's a brand. I have a set. I bought the tires. Um, I will be bringing them with my wheels at some point to get them mounted here. Okay. Um, is Tractionator GPS? Okay. So the Tractionator GPS is a solid fifty fifty tire for adventuring, etc., whatever. But if you know you're going to be in like some muddy shit, right. you can mount the rear one backwards. You can mount it backwards, and it becomes a like a thirty yeah, seventy a tire, whatever. Yeah. But guys are getting ten thousand miles out of this. Holy things. Wow. shit, that's yeah. way more than yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like a legit. But the amount of miles I'm going to put on this thing, that's a ten year tire, yeah. and it's a yeah. it's a good smelly tire. It smells <laughs> that, like a tire. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. it's good. And that's a low horsepower bike too. It so is. You're not going to burn through it no, on that no, the same no, way no someone way. on a 1200 GS or exactly. a big, big KTM or something's going to going to burn through. And then for ten thousand dollars, I want a 2013 mm. Harley Davidson FLHP. That was not expected. Police motorcycle. Because ah. you guys deals. may have. What's that? Gov deals. Gov deals. You guys may have heard me say that the only Harley I will consider owning, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fucking owning, is a police bike. And it has to be Mm fuel-injected. And it, I mean, I don't want to have any of the horror-showy shit of having a Harley, and I don't want to be the Harley guy. I don't, that's not what I'm in this for. I'm in it because, as you guys have heard... Every time we get a Harley in here for any period of time, I end up fucking hijacking that thing and riding it around like an idiot. Yep. And I'm touching that weird fucking bone in my body that goes, this is kind of okay. America. America. Well, <laughs> America. I might like that commu- that Cuban cigar. Right, exactly. And uh, and listen to a Kid Rock CD or well, something. Well, they spent right? they spent a lot of time figuring out how to make that motor shake just enough to get your wiener about 50% hard. That's, that's what it fucking is. We're pointing at. We passed you on the way up there. Yeah. <laughs> Just the whole Harley American and all that shit. What's that? You passed Tim, Tim and I were driving up here. We're at Cam's Corner. Okay, here. for the for the population listening to this, it was fifty five degrees today in the middle of December in Cleveland. Yeah. Which means mm-hmm. if you owned a Harley, you were on it. You were on it. Yeah. <laughs> or a Suzuki Bandit. Salt be damned. <laughs> or a little or a Goldwing. Band. I saw three Goldwings. Really? You did. I, oh, I, yeah. I, did, I did hundred miles today too. I got to tell yeah. you. Right. Um, but. Anyhow, Tim and I were here. Yeah. We're a mile from the shop. Which is Smedley's. And some guy pulls up beside us. He's got the iPhone mounted to the, the handlebar. Right. And he's, like, pumping the jams. I don't even know what it was. It was loud. It was loud. It was but loud. The funny thing it, was, it was not, uh, the guy was bald-headed. He's completely correct music for the rider. Was he riding? Where, was he listening to David Allen Coe while he's riding no, Charlie? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No. Was he listening to, like... Gangster rap. It was gangster. Yeah. So he's a white dude listening to some gangster and rap. He had on his 
you his can't, mask. You can't see me mask. Right, because it's all like skull on the bottom. Is like yeah, no helmet. Skull right you now. Know. The funny thing was he was all bundled up against... Because 55 still, when you're going 60 it's miles chilly. an hour, it can yeah. get a little chilly. Yeah, it's chilly. Well, he's bundled up, except for his bald except head. Except for the top of his top. bald head. And, but his whole face is covered with, like, this Joker mask. <laughs> Joker. I'm, I'm like, is this guy really trying to, like, stay warm, or is he trying to be incognito? Did he just rob a bank? I, right. I don't know. Oh, no, he was out fronting for the boys. Yes, he was yeah, fronting for the boys. He was. Absolutely. That's all he was doing. But, yeah, so I, I would definitely buy a 2013 or so. Because that's got you know that's 103 inch motor. It's it's the good transmission. It's it's the one I place the cab chain. I no no this oh, one this oh, one's this completely impervious to that. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the newer motor. Oh, that, that is. Yeah, um, yeah Harley Davidson. What's pickle? Pickle's good. fine. Yeah. Oh, it's good. The uh, but that's the one I buy, and you know, and ten thousand dollars is can't, hilarious. Can't because, be had for ten grand. Well, because they were new like twenty four. <laughs> But I'm thinking that value on Harley Davidsons right now is so soft yeah. that they have lost their value so much that a person could buy a 2013 five-year-old Harley for less than ten thousand dollars. Now I know this because I just bought one. Well, I did. I gov deals. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I bought that one in New Jersey. Yeah, so, so there was a really nice Harley Davidson in New Jersey with less than six thousand miles on it. Did it come with the knee-high boots and the the shoulder uh, wraparound that the oh, yeah. stadies wear out there? I, I have no idea, but it's from a <laughs> it's from a town. No, uh, what's a smaller than a township? I don't fucking know, but it's like a it's like this joint and it's this part of New Jersey that is like the ham the the Shire. Mm-hmm. The the shire. Shire. I bought it from the Shire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bought it from the Shire. Only a motorcycle can roll. Yeah, I bought it from some Shire in in New Jersey, where it turns out the the mayor and the barber are the same person. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and, yeah. uh, and he wrote it. You're gonna find a bump it in it somewhere. Yes, and there's like yeah, and it's got no miles on it, and uh, it hasn't been like. Ridiculously stickered up and fucked up. Okay. And it's got all the. It's a proper FLHP. It's got everything I wanted in FLHP in it, and it was a strong amount of money, less than ten thousand dollars. Hey, if it's what you want and what you want to spend, and it's in what color? Black and white, not white and black. Where are we okay. going on this I bike? I was hoping what, it was what, what, white and black. Mm-hmm. I w- in a perfect world, it would have been white and black. So I like what is it. white and what is black? Okay, well, a white and black Harley Davidson is mostly white, and there's a little on the side of the gas tank. There's inserts. Technically, okay. white is the presence of all color. Black is the absence of all color. Right. I, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying you because BMW does the same thing. It's either black exactly. with a white, white insert, that's right, or, or like mine, right. which is white right. with a this is black not a zebra insert. My, the white question. and black are better. I, right. mean, I think the white right. with the black. Oh, I think right. it is. Uh, no, everyone thinks it's a zebra question. It's not. It's a Shamu question. Okay. Ah, mm-hmm. I see. Right. So a zebra question is, is the animal black with white stripes or white with black stripes? But the point is, Shamu is a black fish. Right, with white That has some white accents. colors. Right. And the point is, this Harley Davidson is Shamu. It's a black fish with some white accents. Okay. Right, right. yeah. So the, uh, the uh, so yeah, this one happens to be black with white accents. I was really kind of hoping it'd be white with some black accents, or just all white in particular, because I right. like the way they look better that way. But, Should I go yeah. look? Yeah, we better but I gotta go pick it up. Okay. I gotta go pick it up in New Jersey. What happened to Chris Smith? He evaporated. <laughs> he found a he found a comfy cushy place to sleep. <laughs> he uh, he so might be down for yeah, the camp. He's taking a dump or something. Uh, he hit the Jeremiah right. weed kind of hard a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, three fingers and three fingers. Yeah, sure. The uh, but so yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. So yeah, by accident, I accidentally overbid on a motorcycle last week. Christmas came uh, early. Christmas so came early. A couple how many, weeks how many ago, miles on said machine. Six thousand. He's not bad. No, it's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a question. So a couple yeah. weeks oh. ago, here on the podcast, you bid on and won a Japanese import vehicle. I did. What, 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 is, what is the status of that? Escargo. Escargo. Dos Mas. No, uh, those were those, but th- there was the one that, like, what, it was a van or something else. It was, oh, that was a, uh, oh, good good thing you asked about that. So that turned out to be a, a Mitsubishi Pajero, no, strike, Mitsubishi Delica yeah. van, mm-hmm. minivan, yeah. four-wheel drive, post-apocalyptic yep, minivan. That was it. Yep. Yep, yep, um, yep. If you look at Tango and Cash, I believe at the end of the movie Tango and Cash, there's a, a van chasing him around this like dissolute like coal yard mm-hmm. with machine guns and shit on it that this like nerd guy builds for him, mm-hmm. and that vehicle is a Mitsubishi Delica four x four. So uh, what is the status of this? Uh, it turns out it was too new, and that the vehicle has to be over 25 years old, and that's 25 years old to the month, not to the year. Oh. So the fact that it has the number 94 on its registration date is not enough. Mm-hmm. This thing was manufactured in October. So it's a very, very early 95. So, uh, now, are they going to hold that for you until six months from now? Due to my status as being a person who's bought a bunch of shit from them, yeah. they let me slide on that one. Oh. They let uh, you out of the bid, you mean? They let me out of the bid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they let me out of the bid. But you still have the Toyota, right? I still have my high ace, yeah. I love my high ace. But like, the second that like a Delica like that shows up, my high ace is like, fucking, who are you? Get out of my driveway. Mm-hmm. Who's selling it? Keep me in mind. Oh, I, yeah. That's that's the car I want. The high ace is... Because that's a diesel, right? Do you know why you like the high ace? Because unlike me, I need to be able to go 85 miles an hour on the freeway. Well, I... 60 is fine for me. And then the high <laughs> ace is your animal. Because it goes 75 like a motherfucker. <laughs> but it goes 80? Grudgingly. Like, hey, I, I ride a Ural. Right. So you exactly. <laughs> right. You but, but you yeah. just dropped an important lesson yeah. on people that have been following the podcast that were interested right. in importing Japanese cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not by the year. It's, it's by, by the, month. the month. It is by right. the month. And you're wow. an experienced buyer, oh, yeah. and yeah. this was new to you. It was new to me. All right. So I figured if it said, I figured if, and honestly, my fucked up brain thought that since the, the wheels of justice turn slowly, especially around Christmas, even mm. in Japan. Oh, yeah. Um, that there's no chance this vehicle would end up in the United States until our calendar said 2019. Right. That it'd be okay if the car was built in the year of our Lord, 1994. Right. Because that would be 25. Math. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, math. And apparently the customs people are kind of okay with that math because I have slid through those holes before, Mm -hmm. whereas the Japanese are not willing to take those chances. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? So even though our customs department would probably go, yep, 2019 minus 1994 equals 25. You're good. Yep. The Japanese are not willing to take the chance that it would come here, get booted back because it's only 24.5 years old. Mm-hmm. Or 8 or 9. Or whatever. Yeah, right. right. The Japanese wouldn't let me buy it. Hmm. And it wasn't like I had to say, I'm sorry, I fucked up. No, they said, oh, 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 Mr. Waters, what are you thinking? You have five months left before you can buy this. It vehicle. was like more like... 14 months left, but... Oh, know. really? Well, because I was trying to buy it, knowing there'd be a, a hang time before it actually shipped. Oh. So my logic was going to be, it's not going to be in America until it's technically 25 years old, but right. even then it would only be technically 24 years old and some months. Yeah. Gotcha. So right. it is a thing that matters. Volvo too. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a Volvo sticker. 240 wagon up there right now that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Right-hand drive Volvo 240 wagon. It's red. Is That's what stick? I rub my wiener on. Is it auto or No, stick? it's an auto. Oh. Sorry. So, I'd yeah. an M46 with an electric overdrive. That'd be perfect. So. Right. Hey, look. They, it, like That is one of the strange things about dealing with a lot of weird Japanese cars is that you do discover stuff that is just fucking weird. Um, look up Daihatsu Myra, M-I-R-A. Hmm. If you think the S-Cargo, Nissan S-Cargo, is ugly, you have met what it longs to be in the ugly Olympics. The Nissan <laughs> is a, it's a K car, so you know it's less than 11 feet long. It's yeah. less than 5 odd feet wide. It's 14 feet tall? But it's 14 feet tall. <laughs> it's like the joke camper that Jeremy Clarkson built on top here out of a Citroën. The fucking thing is so tall it has to duck to go under bridges, but it's only 10 feet long. It has oh, a switch so to pull that? the shot. No, 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 no. Look up the Daihatsu Myra Cargo. Oh. Or just do an image search until the right one comes up. The Daihatsu Myra is, in fact, a K car. But there is a Dots Daihatsu Myra like cargo or delivery vehicle. <laughs> oh, 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 Nick likes now it. Let me it. see. That's <laughs> the sound of a concluded assertion. Oh yeah, let's oh, see this thing. Awesome. Let me see. That's yeah. like my mail. It's got like school bus <laughs> doors. Oh, that's oh, yeah. amazing. It has full on school bus. That looks doors. like something from uh, Cars the movie. Like it yeah. has eyeball. Yeah. It no, needs definitely. eyeballs yeah. in the in the windshield. It's eleven feet long and fourteen feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> right. This can't go out in a small craft device. And, and I could. Autocross my car because it was taller than it was wide. Yeah, but it's not taller than it is long. You're gonna show up Daihatsu Myra, and they're gonna be like, "No, sir, don't even think about it. Oh You're not allowed God. to autocross that unless you put wheels on the side." Dude, the FAA has claims on that. Thing. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. And the idea is that it's a delivery type vehicle where you can stand up and like take laundry and shit in it, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so you can operate in the vehicle. It only has one seat. It has a driver's seat. And then the rest is just cargo. Space, yeah. Yeah, oh, cargo man. space. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. It's like a P-41 or something. Like a yeah, well, it's a delivery vehicle, yeah. except for it is literally what fits in the glove box of said delivery vehicle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. A P-41 Chevy chassis, an aluminum body kind of thing, you could put a bunch of people in. And this yeah. you could put six people in if they were anorexics <laughs> and they all stood very close to each other. <laughs> not not like the butch. The Chinese, the Chinese subway system. Would be the right mentality for that Daihatsu Myra delivery. I see vehicle. fine people on a C seventy. Exactly <laughs> right now, and now in this case, they're all warm and dry. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So they're in there like stand up sardines. Oh so yeah, the Japanese vehicles are just fun. They're just mm-hmm. silly, and yeah, you do fine. find shit occasionally. You're just like, oh my god, I can't believe they built that. Yeah. And, Any uh, kid that grew up driving video games, you know, like yeah. Gran Turismo or something, all those like weirdo cars that were in Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. When you really like. Scrape the layers away. That's the kind of shit that you're coming up with. Oh, those are, those are the ones that are expensive. I, I have a really good Gran Turismo story. So Gran Turismo 2 that came out. Yeah. Me and my buddy Pete. We this got would better it. be so good that it's worth it being on a it shitty is. motorcycle podcast. It is. And okay. my brother should be in here right now, too, because he whacks off to Gran Turismo. No way. We'll so wait for him. He yeah. went, outside, uh, in to the meantime, a, he went outside to have a smoke. Everybody. Let him have a smoke. I'll, I'll take a momentary right. yeah, side. Yeah, we'll take fine. a momentary sidetrack. Um, so I stole the Porco van last week. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know if you I know saw it on the news the other day. Yeah, Did you? Wife, yeah. Okay, right. My so, wife saw that when we were driving by. And she's like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. So, uh, eight a little while ago, I bought the uh, I bought a Subaru Sambar. Mm-hmm. Subaru Sambar is a K car. It's a K van, and it's basically it's this cute little van, but it's got a 660 cc motor in it. And if you're very careful, you can find a supercharged one. Mm-hmm. And I found a supercharged one. But not only was it supercharged, it had been lowered. And painted purple and black, 
with a VW body kit. I was about to say, it, it made it look like a VW it bus. It has a VW yeah. body yeah. kit, yeah, yeah. which is very popular in Japan. It's basically a series of plastic accoutrements you glue to the vehicle, and it gives it the front end of a VW transporter and the back end of a VW transporter. And it's very popular. The Japanese love to do this shit. So I bought one yeah, over a year ago. Okay. And before I could even go pick it up. Wait, wait. It looks like a Hello Kitty roller skate. It does look like a Hello <laughs> Kitty roller skate. <laughs> it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. And it is exactly what you want it to be. It's yeah. Volkswagen Hippie Van, but like literally 50% scale, maybe right. less. Right. So I buy the thing, and I was so excited about my purchase, which I want to do. And I, I spent, you know, under $4,000 on this thing. So what? It's, yeah, for real. So oh, I take, I, I, I buy it, and I go to my local drinking hole, and I tell our proprietor, Stefan, I'm like, Hey, look what I just bought. I'm so proud of this thing. It hasn't even, you know, it's got seven weeks till it gets here, but I'm just, I can't I share my enthusiasm with everybody. I think this was on my birthday. It might have been. I think I was hammered. On the <coughs> day, on the I show this picture, this car to Stefan, and Stefan's jaw drops, and he's like, no, no, no. And like, in a way that your friend can only do, you need to sell that to me. <laughs> Not, can I buy this from you? No, it's, fuck you, you need to sell me that car. Mm-hmm. So after cocktails, I was like, well, shit, now I can't not sell you this car. So I did sell him the car. So I sold him the car. I made no money on the deals. You know, mm-hmm. It's friends, right? Right, right. So I import the thing. But the rule is, in order for me to sell you this car, you need to be with me when we pick the bitch up in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So you need to go through all the crap of like going to the dock and dealing with Miss Judy right. and like dealing with Miss the paperwork. Judy. And like, it ain't, it ain't a shoe-in, guys. It ain't like walk in, got paper, look, I paid, pick up my car. No, they want to make your life a little difficult. And uh, if your shit's not dialed in, they're happy to put it in a GSA lot where it's going to earn like $1,000 a week in fees. So we get there, we get the thing picked up, and Stefan and I drive it around the dock and like, ah, it's a supercharged 660. It's fucking hilarious. And it is taller than it is wide. So it has certain handling characteristics that we're going to say are sketchy at best. So... Last week, I get this crazy idea. I was at the Reverend Horton Heat Holiday Show, the Holiday Hayride thing, and I had this overwhelming sploosh of holiday spirit. (laughs) And I thought... Did you get his name? I did. (laughs) So I went over to Stefan's bar the next day, and I said, I said, hey, there's a photographer in town, and she's doing a photo shoot for JDM Cars, and I need to borrow your weird Subaru Sandbar van for a week or so. Yeah. Ah, oh, you know, Stefan, he doesn't, yeah, man, cool, that's great, do whatever you need, take it. Here, the keys are in it, or whatever, right? Okay, so, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little more complicated to steal his fucking toy. So I take a thing, and a friend of ours that you may have heard us talk about in the podcast, his name is Kevin Moore, and Kevin Moore is a yeah. pinstriper to the gods and quite a tiki artist. He's awesome. Musician, and has a thriving He's band. A and, guy, too. And, and honestly, a hot rod virtuoso. And is the inspiration to any 50-year-old, right? Yeah, any right. 50-year-old dude should kind of long to be Kevin Moore and all the things he's created. So, God bless him. So, I talked to his wife at that holiday hayride show, and, you know, we had a few drinks and whatnot, so promises were made. And she assured me that he it wouldn't be out of the it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities that he might like to paint said van, because the one thing that this van has never been is been identified to Porco the bar. Oh mm-hmm. shit! So we've taken care of that now. 
And if you'd like to scroll, you had Kevin Moore paint left or right. I'm gonna pass it around when it gets to you. You can fall wow. out of your chair. It looks pretty good. So our little shitty purple and black van yeah. now looks well. It's been breathed on by one of the greatest yeah. pinstripe artists that you're ever gonna see. Um, oh, there's wow. pinstriping on the mirrors. <laughs> there's detailed pinstriping around the door handles. That's awesome. The amount of workmanship that went into this thing is second to none. It's worth far more than the van was. Yeah. But uh, but Kevin really did a hell of a job, and that's what we talk about these dopey little JDM vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like, I bought this because it had a supercharger. Yeah. Honestly, the only reason I bought it was because it was a 660 with a supercharger. Well, now I got to know the value of that supercharger because when I stole this thing from Stefan, I had to drive it out to Kevin's house, which means going through no small bit of Interstate 480. Yeah, right. And I had that thing. Walking and hooking it up at seventy plus miles an hour. Wow. Really? That supercharger pays off. A six hundred and sixty cc's pushing a small loaf of bread down the road. <laughs> <laughs> the least aerodynamic vehicle on right. the planet. So wait, so Stefan had no idea you were doing this. Still doesn't. He's going to find out tomorrow at about four wow. p.m. Really? Oh shit! Is he going to lose his fucking mind? I that anticipate a giant sh- golden brick will be shat right on the property. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing. We'll throw a picture up on the podcast. I'm not going to post the podcast until after 4 p.m. tomorrow, so I want to make sure Stefan sees this mm-hmm. before we ruin the surprise. He has no idea this is happening. He that thinks, is awesome. He thinks so, his little van was in a photo shoot. I take back everything I said about us being horrible gift givers because you just ruined... Well, okay, we're all still horrible, but you just <laughs> you now don't suck at all. Like That's awesome. Well, the whole idea was the van was supposed to be parked in front of Porco to be like a billboard. Right, right. To be something to draw people in. But in the interest of running his bar and growing his bar and being better at what he does, he hasn't had time to do right. this shit. Mm-hmm. Or talent. So... What we didn't know is the sides where the big word Porco is, on the side, these sliding side doors, we thought those doors were just metal. Because they were black, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out they were windows. They just painted them black. Oh, so wow. when they painted the van, they painted the insides of the windows black. Oh, so what uh, we're doing is we're uh, taking all the paint off from the inside with razor blades and putting limo tint on the inside mm-hmm. so you can actually see... Through the fucking windows on the side of a van, which if anybody's ever driven a van knows, yeah, you when you want to see the oncoming traffic, it's nice to be able to look through the sides of the van. So yeah, that's what we did. So that's our Porco wow, Subaru Sandbar. Yeah, so that's a cool thing. Wow. So you had a story about... Uh, oh, Gran Turismo. Oh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. We so, held this conversation until you came back from smoking your oh, smoke. Sorry, yeah, that. so we waited for you. So oh, okay. I told him because you whacked off to Gran yeah. Turismo. So <laughs> Gran Turismo yeah. 2 came out. And me and my dude Pete got into it so bad that every day after work we'd get together and we spent six hours racing, right? Okay. And our goal four hours every night. So our goal, well, this is back in two on the whatever PlayStation, whatever it was. Right. This is when you couldn't do it over. Right. Uh, yeah, you couldn't no, do it remotely. No, you had to be was, sitting yeah, in. Put that there. into perspective. Gran Turismo Two was my very first video game on the PS One. <laughs> wow. All so. right. Okay. So every night we got together and it got to the point where like we wanted to finish one hundred percent of this game because. We both had, like, a Honda cars that we drag raced, and they said if you got to 99%, it opened up drag racing, and then you could drag race. So we spent all this time getting cars and doing this, and literally, like, 500 lap races, like, winning these things, which took, like, eight hours. Mm-hmm. And we'd just go, and I'd do an hour, and he'd do an hour, and he'd do an hour, and we'd do an hour, and we'd win all this stuff. And we got to 99.9%, and the game was like, yeah, it's, we're done. And we were like, what? Where, where's drag racing? We're like, what? what, what I, I literally, my wife hates me. Nobody likes me. I've spent fucking two months on this game since the day it came out. So we literally called the company and we went back and forth and like, oh yeah, 
We decided not to do that. If you want a fixed game, we'll send you a disc that says 100% completed. Wow. I was like, oh, motherfucker! Like, I literally wasted. Well, it's probably why I'm not married to my first wife anymore. Realistically, <laughs> is because I spent all this time trying to get the fucking drag race and Grand Turismo too. Touching those buttons. Seriously. You should have sued him for your, like, your oh, hourly rate right. and how many yeah. hours you spent doing yep. that. Because literally, like, to get the cars that you needed to beat certain levels, you'd have to do these ridiculous fucking races. Right. It'd literally be like 500 laps of this thing. So we, you'd take, like, the Pikes Peak Scoozer or the Suzuki Scoozer or whatever. Like we were. <laughs> and so, you know, whatever. But, like, you had to complete the whole race, there was no cheating. You gotta do yes, five hundred yeah. fucking laps yeah. of this race, and so yeah. like, you know, all you it's can do just is a time suck. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it you is. know what? That's yeah. why I stopped doing it. Tim has continued to do it. I'm I race online with three Canadians and a couple Americans. Don't call every them Canadians. Night. Well, Canucksstanians. Canucksstanians. Yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> night, and it's the equivalent for me of you guys sitting yeah. here, right? Because you got headsets and shit. We got headsets right. and we're talking. Yeah, you're, it's a community event. I'm drinking beer, you know, and, and I don't <laughs> have, have you, to drive home. Have you tried iRacing yet? No, I cannot. Uh, I'm, I'm, have you guys, are you hip to iRacing? I'm going to tell yeah. you when I got out of the game. Here's when I got out of the game. When there was a game called GTA London, mm-hmm. which was a, a top view, you know, overhead view game where they sent you on missions around London, Grand Theft Auto, you had to, you know, do things, right? right. And there were, like, little tricks and, like, you know, gimmicks about, like, the Cockney rhyming slang. And right. they asked you to do things that you had to, like, get. It was this weird thing, right? So I played the game. And, uh, you know, of course, one of the many vehicles that you can obtain is a scooter. <laughs> a Vespa. Right. But they don't call it. No, no, sir. Take that away. Do not open another Pop-Tart. <laughs> do not. No. So the scooter, though, can't be called a Vespa. Right. No. It's a Vesperado. No. Do you know what they call that shit? No. A faggio. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. F a g g i o. Not a f- piaggio. Not a piaggio. No. Not a piaggio. It's called a faggio. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, you know what? Funny's Fuck funny. These people. Funny's yeah. funny. That's funny. <laughs> a faggio. South Park would have called it a faggio. I made well. sure to take 100%. that fucking faggio on every mission I could take it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's how advanced this shit got. So iRacing, it's like 15 bucks a month. You subscribe to it, right? All right. Yeah. And depending on what equipment you have, you can get a really good wheel. You can get whatever. But it's so realistic. Mm-hmm. They've they they have people that go to racetracks. So like Laguna Seca yeah. is fucking Laguna Seca. Right. Every yeah. bump, everything, and it's so good that NASCAR guys right. can earn track time by racing on iRacing. Now wait a second. Mm-hmm. They can earn actual they can, real track time. They can keep their. Because I mean, I know Isle of Man racers will play the Isle of Man video bullshit. games. No, they're no, so it's good. Not. So they can learn the track. No, no, this is like because so, the track is that. But accurate. here's here's the thing about but this. nobody's going to give you like. You've earned your no, pilot's no, but here, license here's for the, the 747 at home playing. No, literally, no, but you Steve. can't. Steve's no, no, listen, no, no, listen, listen, me? listen. So, like, the, the game is so accurate and stuff. And also, when you get it, you don't get to go and like you can't like get the game and be like, I want to race an Indy car. Mm-hmm. They don't let you do that. No, you start with like a Mazda shitty car, and you have to learn how to drive Dodge on the track, yeah. and you have to earn your licenses <laughs> to get up to where you got to go. But it's, yeah. and you have to choose dirt or or oval or whatever. But Steve, seriously, just stop it! Nobody. Oh my god! Nobody if you look this shit up, motherfucker! I'm not lying to you. I'm going to show up at Gateway International Speedway. 
Wait, I want to tie. I want to tie this whole Gran Turismo story into a motorcycle story. Please do, my yeah, God, yeah. my kingdom. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Tim and I are out riding from the Mexican border down in New Mexico, Texas, to see the donkey show. We did not see. We stayed north of the. We stayed north of the. It's a So we ride up the Continental Divide. Blah blah blah. End up in Colorado. End up on the front range in Colorado, which. Coincidentally, is where these guys, where Tim Wright drives these games with every night. Mm-hmm. Um, they live there. Never met these guys in person before. So, oh. what did their mom's basement look like? No, these are like. Wait, the Canadians live there? <laughs> no, no. We, we had some Americans. Those were Coloradians. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, we ended up spending the night at their condo. You know, yeah. These dudes that he's. Hey, dude, I'm in town. You know? well, yeah, give me an address. We'll did there. you get to sleep in a car bed? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, did, he did wake up two days later with a weird story. Besides that, it was all good. <laughs> oh my! God. However, actually, what is that? <laughs> didn't you didn't you sleep on a uh, inflatable like the blow up bed the next morning like a deflating or something? Yeah, they all do. Yeah. And he had a salty taste in his mouth. Yeah. It was yeah. very it's it's just, just a horrible. plastic burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours later, on the floor, <laughs> just in the middle of it. It's just ugly. Then Renee's dog's got her, his dick in your mouth. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do about that. Nothing. You just got to just take it. pictures. I don't how know why she took pictures. How did Renee get into this? Renee's dog. Uh, apparently, I passed out at her house one time back when she used to live in Pittsburgh, and her dog Bob, like, was making out with me in my sleep because I was sleeping on one of those stupid inflatable mattresses, and it deflated. And so, her and my one of my very best friends, Joe, are sitting uh, like looking at me in the morning, <laughs> and they're just laughing their fucking dog asses off. In your mouth? No, I had his tongue in my mouth. So yeah, the dog was like cleaning out my mouth with his no, the tongue. dog's dick was in his butt. You <laughs> <laughs> it's their natural, it's a normal tendency, right? Yeah, but yeah, it was like you know, was he giving you a reach around? Was he pawing? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like you just don't. You think you have friends, right? And then you realize that that bounce of friendship ends when a chocolate lab when has got his... When they take a photo? When you, get, oh. when you get raped by a dog. Yeah, when you get mouth raped by a dog, pretty much the, your friends are like laughing at you. That's the greatest thing in the world. And they still bring it up now. If you even say the word chocolate lab, those two will just start giggling like assholes. You know, like chocolate lab. Oh, Mr. Bob had his way with Phil's mouth. You know, one night Phil... Dr- yeah. Funny's funny. I'm telling you. Look, and... Once I got the taste of dog out of my mouth, yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of funny. you got to let that one slide. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, you shouldn't know what a dog tastes like. No. Homosexual no. Bob dog is opening up for that other band we talked about before. So. <laughs> Super Monkey Cub? Super Monkey Cub. Monkey Homosexual Bob dog opening for Super Monkey Cub. Homosexual Beach Bob dog. Next week. Beach Chris, you're like this. You know, speaking of dogs and taste of dogs. <laughs> Why does a dog lick his own balls? Because he can. No, that's the obvious answer. The real answer is, have you ever tasted a dog's balls? (laughs) (laughs) Phil? Phil? (laughs) (laughs) The story goes. And on that, please remember to ride fast and take chances. (laughs) 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 (laughs)